And there's only one way to start this recording off because my mouth tastes like spray paint because of the medication I just took. So yeah. And the only way I'm getting that taste out of my mouth and how we're starting this podcast is I'm taking a shot of tequila because tequila tastes better than this shit. And I honestly don't care. So feel free, those at home, to take one with me if you want. Or not. It's up to you. I'm going to get a beer. Hold on. You can get a beer. I'll hold this. I'll hold, I'll hold this shot in the cap because I can't find it because I don't feel like going back there to get a shot glass. <laughs> Just take it straight out of the bottle. Now I'm going to use the cap. If I take it out of the bottle, I'm going to drink the whole bottle. I don't want to. <laughs> Keep gulping away. I'll probably still drink the whole bottle tonight, but this way at least I still get like the cap full. Like I can like at least tell myself I'm only drinking it a cap at a time instead of a bottle at a time. Because the last podcast, you weren't here for a dire, but I killed. If you need salt and a lime to chase your tequila, you're drinking shitty tequila. <laughs> I'm just saying. That. And if you drink good tequila and you still need salt and a lime, you're a bitch. <laughs> just saying. It's probably just because I'm Latino. I can't help it. I anyway. kind of like the lime just because I like the taste of lime, but I could. I don't like salt. And get a Corona. I like that too. <laughs> so wait, hold on. With the see, I like taking tequila. I don't care about the salt. I'll right, use it. I guess. I mean, I I just like tequila. Period. But I did get turned on to tequila with an orange. Yeah, it's pretty good. With an orange peel, which was really good. Yeah, but I I mean, uh-huh. I don't really use a lime or an cool. orange. Like to be honest, they may got dark out there. I told you people, what's nice sometimes is a high quality rum with a squeeze of a lime wedge in there and I sip finished, on that. Finished yeah. my rum the other night. Not much of a rum guy. I, rum and coke is what I'll do, or I'll make like a mixed drink with it. I don't just like drinking straight up rum. I was gonna say Terps, you should have drank the rum I had here. Oh yeah, you can take like, some. Well, I mean, it's it's here. I, I, it'll be here when you get here. <laughs> yeah, November is gonna be there, or am I getting there sooner than that? I mean, that's on you. But it'll be here. I'm not just going to show up at your house. I mean, why not? A little little awkward. Mm. Just, hey, the guy at the gate, he's a cool dude. Name's Lorenzo. Well, it depends who's there. Sometimes there's a girl who's there. Sometimes there's a girl there. Well, tell her to call Lorenzo. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be there. (laughs) You might have to wake him up. And the girl was uh, (laughs) way uh, way more timid. When the big black SUV drove up for some reason. They usually, there's one lady, I swear, because I, I would have to call sometimes. She wouldn't even say anything. Like, I would just, hey, it's Derek. Beep. You can come on through. <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. Thanks. Coming in. I mean, it's like, are we going to check and make sure security-wise? But it's Well, probably have a lot of free time in September, so. Well, hashtag, well, yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. You might not. Mm. Who knows? I'm not going anywhere. Well, I suppose I probably should do a formal intro because Gnome is back editing this week, so I'd like to get this week off without getting murdered by our editor. Well, uh, first off, welcome back. Congratulations to him. Yes. Yes. Hope the honeymoon. I can't wait to hear all about it. Went well because I haven't heard anything about it yet. Hope you he's, enjoyed your sex. He's going to have to come on and uh, give us a honeymoon rundown. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and he can do his game show side of it. Yes, he can do his game show side of it as well. So, Tyler, you were asking me how you can repay me for doing the week before your wedding. 
you can come on the show and tell us about your honeymoon, and then you can do your game show, and we can see how well you know Nebraska sports and the Cubs. Because Dyer, Derek did fared not as well. No, he got two right. Derek got two right in trivia. Mm-hmm. He got two right. I didn't do too bad. And after Tyler and Choppy answer the sandpaper question, there's going to be a debate. I'm not going to tell you what Derek said, Dyer, but there's going to be a debate. I kind of want to anyway, but... Sandpaper question sounds interesting. Yeah, the sandpaper or or, or, uh, eye drops question. Mm. You don't remember it? I don't know if I like where this is going. Would, would you rather use sandpaper as toilet paper or hot drops as eye drops? That was the question that there will be a debate on. And, and I think it's going to be a heated debate. Hmm. See, what, see what I did there? I like that. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. No pun intended. <clears throat> Jesus. I'm going to try to get through this one. I'm going to call from nonstop this past week. It's been really, really bad. We're, we're going to get through it. If not, we'll just drink more tequila. Everything will be okay. Hmm. So, you know. We'll just give it'll be an extra workout for Tyler trying to cut out all the coughs. Anywho, <laughs> welcome back to Off the Fairful, episode 23. We got myself, we got Derek, and we have Dyer here. No choppy. He's been a little busy the last few weeks, ramping up for football season, kids starting school, the whole nine. He's got a lot on his plate going on. Derek's munching away on his plate right now. Up uh, to some beautiful home home cooked chicken. Some what would you say? Cheetos, mac and cheese? and Yeah, it was Cheetos, mac and cheese. I've never even seen it. I just saw it when I was in the store, and I was just like, all right, let's give I'm it a try. Trying this? Yeah. Uh, and, and some other goodies over there. Dyer's sipping on a beer. I'm drinking some Coke and tequila. Not at the same time, though. We hope you guys are all having a wonderful day. If you're driving, don't be drinking anything alcoholic. Don't be doing that now. Crack Please yourself, don't. Crack yourself a cold one. Sit back at your, at your office chair, in your office chair. We're going to have some fun tonight. We're gonna have like John Jones. Yeah. And he's uh, fighting Stipe. Yes. Mm. It's not booked yet, but it's it's almost there. And, and Stipe still has his day job, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Or rather, isn't the UFC? No. UFC's his hobby. His day job is firefighting. Yeah, exactly. That's the crazy part. How My favorite part that? was the, the picture they posted on Twitter of him. Cleaning the toilets in the uh, firehouse with the heavyweight championship belt on. <laughs> That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Fucking clutch. That's really cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> anyway, we got a lot to talk about today, but I think we should start with the breaking news. Not Tatis. We'll get to that. We'll start with the breaking news that happened today. Brett Beatty has homered in his first major league at bat for the Mets. Congratulations. Second bitch you saw, sent it out. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say second bitch? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, <laughs> where it sounded like that. And come on now. Terps. He saw, he saw the off. bitch and he just, get off that tequila. Get off that tequila? <laughs> Have more tequila? Okay. It'd be a good day. <laughs> the second pitch he saw, he sent to right center field at Truist Park. I can never remember what they're calling the park these days. because They change it every other year. Uh, but congratulations to him. Uh, he's joined a small number of Major League Baseball players who've homered on their first at-bat. Can you name one? Another one? There Mm -hmm. was one earlier this year. He did it while his parents were there. Oh, what was his name? Jerks and Profar did it. Yes, he did. Long at-bat, too. It wasn't first pitch, but it was first at-bat. It was a long at-bat, and you know who it was against? It was against Cleveland. I was at that game. 
That's right. I just wanted to throw that out there and see if you knew. I was going to say, was it, was it, was it, was it against Dyer? I didn't mean, I wasn't, well, you know what? Fuck Dyer. He was a dick to me uh, <laughs> last time on the show. So anytime we can bring up anything to piss him off or talk shit to him, I'm all in. Let's Derek, go. I was surprised, surprised he didn't go for uh, Akil Badu. That was a big one. He That's, did that as well. Bro, he, hold on. Let's talk about that, actually. Okay. That, to me, is the most impressive First Start? week, yes, in the major leagues, he he exploded on that major league scene. He wasn't like, "Hey, I'm here for like, I just came up, I'm all nervous." No, he was like, "Nah, fuck this game." I'm he made gonna... a statement his first year. Yeah, was, he did. It, he was fun to watch. Like, I first of all, I love the kid to death. He's he works his ass off. I don't know how he's been doing this year though. That's the only thing I can say. I know he was in AAA at some point, so I don't like seeing that from a fan and friend point of view, but. He was, dude, he was impressive. Holy shit. Some other oh, guys man. who've done it. Uh, James Outman did it this year for LA. Uh, as did Christopher, Christopher, Christopher Morell did it. And there's been actually a bunch. Joe Dunand. Dunand. I'm probably butchering his last name for Miami. All did it this year. Uh, Paul DeYoung has done it, obviously. Wilson Contreras. Jorge Soler has done it. Charlotte Martin. Wait, 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 wait. Which Wilson Contreras? Uh, Chicago Wilson Contreras. Okay. Because remember, uh, yeah, the other. Yeah, there's the other one. Uh, who else has done it? That's it. Of no, Aaron Judge did it. Zach Collins did it. Aaron uh, Judge well. did that? Yes, Aaron Judge did that. This dude's got a legacy. Eddie Rosario did it. Uh, Brandon Geyer did it. JB Aaron Sebia did it. JP. I say B. I saw P and I read B. JP Brandon Aaron Sebia did it. Aaron Sebia. Yeah. Yeah. Has done it. It, it, it's been done 125 to 28 times. That's not that many, really. No, in the I mean, history when you of think baseball. About the history of baseball, yeah. Well, that's going back to recorded history. So that's, they have the stats going back to actually everything, 1895. Yeah. 1895. Wow. So not even just, once a year. Not even once a year. It also kind of goes to show you how much that means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do, do it in your first your first yeah. at bat as a major leaguer oh without a doubt uh another big baseball new another another big wow terps you're you're not you've not had enough tequila tonight man you need we've more had tequila the, we've got the bitch and the now bitch. we've got slurring and stuttering already i'm stuttering batch did you start drinking beforehand no i did not okay. it's been a week it's been a it's been a week it's been it's been a month it's been a year okay just all catching up. Anywho, there has been such a bitch. Oh my god, it's like the second bitch because the last year before that was a bitch too. You're <laughs> such a bitch. This is not gonna work. No, it's not. We need to move on. This <laughs> is incredible. Like, how can you say? So? Look, I've got a B on my head for bitch. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to see other years. Okay, this not working. We need to no. seek help real fast. In other baseball news, this one dropped uh, today. The Rangers have made some major clubhouse moves as of today, or at least it was public as of today. Uh, the Rangers have released John Daniels effective immediately. Chris Young will now be the executive vice president and general manager going forward with the Rangers. They fired the head coach two days ago as well. Uh, so some changes coming in the Texas Rangers organization. In other news, the White Sox have said that they're probably keeping Tony Larissa. up. So there's that. They're Derek. trying so hard to lose. Any thoughts? 
it's i mean you knew it was coming um they you know i've talked about this with a few of the other guys um about this is i haven't had really much of a winning season since 2016. i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure there has not been a winning season since then that is the last time they've been to the playoffs you knew some changes were going to happen uh as for jd you know respect the guy i love him great guy I think the time was come. He was running out of excuses. People like to put that on him as an excuse. You know, you get the managers, the blame goes to them, doesn't go to him. So this is one where it was just like, to me, Chris Young was uh, just basically saying like, this is it. You know, you're, you're out of excuses. We've done your guys. He's cleaning house. I'm curious. Like, I, I, I really like the guys that they have there staff wise uh, for Beasley. I'm very excited to see him getting the opportunity to be a manager. I think he's going to be something special. I think he can handle that. I think he's a great clubhouse guy as well to help out and keep them where they need to be. Uh, Doug Mathis, their pitching coach. I, I don't. It's his. Is this his first year? Maybe or it's his maybe first it's or second. His, yeah, it's one of the two. But like he's done a good job. I feel. I don't think that would be ideal to move him. But then again, that's where it comes down to. Chris Young is going to get his guys in there. He's going to make the calls. He's going to get rid of whatever he has to get rid of. I also look, though, for Beasley as this is a tryout, and he'll be interviewed uh, part of the process to see. But it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know if they clean house, but for Woody, that kind of sucked for him, too. He's a great dude. I really like him a lot. Um, he, unfortunately, is just hasn't had the winning season. Can we blame the talent that they've put on the field? I mean, I guess you. It's it's... It can be all over the place with that. It's, you know, what you're provided, you you got to do the best with what you've got. Um, you know, a lot of these guys that they've brought up just don't pan out to what they want. But it's a frustrating thing. And I I, I, I feel for, for Woody. Uh, he was, to me, I thought he was a great manager. He was a perfect fit for these guys. Uh, he did get Seeger there. I think that helped. And obviously with Seeger getting there, that got Simeon there. They've got quite the options with, with those guys coming there. I Hopefully, they can make some moves. But again, it's going to be interesting what they do going forward. Do they clean house after the year? Do they continue to keep unloading people? You know, one of the things that stands out is how do you unload your man? You take your manager out, and then you take the GM out two days later. So something didn't quite mesh is what I'm feeling. Maybe it yeah. came from the owners. You know, maybe the owners were like, hey, we got rid of JD. Let's go ahead and get rid of, I mean, sorry, we got rid of Woody. Let's go ahead and get rid of JD too. It's weird how that kind of went down. I, I feel like you're probably right. I think there's a lot of pressure coming from a lot of different places, especially the ownership went out and they're saying we've committed half a billion dollars to effectively two players. Mm -hmm. And they want to, they want to win. I can tell you that right yeah. now. These are owners. I actually know them and they want to win. I can actually say that I, I've seen it firsthand. I've actually, I was just there. Uh, when was Kinsler's inauguration? Maybe two days ago or whatnot. I was there. I saw this whole thing. And yeah, it's, they want to win. They want to do this now. And we that's where the frustration comes from. We spoke about this earlier in the year, before the season, actually, uh, about how Texas, Texas made quite a few moves. We talked about this a little when you weren't here as well, Derek, but Texas made quite a few moves. They built, they, they built a brand new stadium. They invested heavily into Texas Live, Cowboys to try to build up that area. Uh, they've made some changes with their with their public address on the inside and how games are run on the inside. They've brought in young uh, young talent. They've brought in experienced talent. They've done a lot, but it's just missing. It's been missing something. The fans have been there for the most part. 
the, the games are getting fans there they're, they're not it's not like they're playing in the coliseum where it's a five people show up they are getting people to games they're but... definitely they're, they're definitely getting people there and i didn't mean to cut you off sorry no, you're fine. um they on top of that though the owners are spending the money like you said they're legit i mean just like you said new stadium you got the uh, Texas Live. You've got they spent money on players finally this year. They're they're making the adjustments to get people there because now this is going to sound crazy because it's never going to happen. And trust me, I played in the elite times with the Rangers. They want to try to make this into a baseball town as well. It's hard. You're going to compete against the Cowboys. There, that's the best. There's nothing. There's yeah. nothing you can do about that. It's it's just the way it is. I respect it. I I, I cheer for the Cowboys at the at the time. Or you know, kind of. A cheer for him here and there. I'm not really diehard. We know where my heart is. But my point is they, these owners, I feel have done so much more than when Tom Hicks was, or Tom Hicks was the owner of the Rangers beforehand. They are going out and doing things and making what they need to do to get people in those stands. And it really started once they got the stadium. I think that was the key is, all right, we've got a new stadium Let's kind of let it go for a year and then we can go out and we'll start splurging and get some players. I I honestly think this year, I think they're going to go out and get some players. The key though, has to be pitching. Yes, they have to solidify their pitching. And with that being said, it has to be a Carlos Rodon. It has to be someone of that caliber, yes. Correct. Like, and I, I get it. We're all friends with him in here. We're a little biased. But to be honest, it's a good pick. I've heard people saying, well, they should go yeah. after Verlander and... Uh, Kershaw, I personally, I love those guys. They're great. They're Hall of Famers, no doubt about it. But I want somebody for the next few years. Like I'm looking five years minimum. I also right, you want those... a bigger name, or you, you want somebody that's going to be able, like you said, to bring you wins for a long time. Well, Verlander's showing his old school stuff. He's back to his old ways. I will say that. That <laughs> I, I think there's only one team he ever goes to other than the Astros. Detroit. That'll be Detroit when he's ready to call it, when he has like wants to do one more trip around the league. I, I think you see him. I think you see him go back this year. After this season, he goes back to Detroit. I don't know. He's having a season. I know, but it's it's either Detroit or New York. I just I I think he's gonna kind of do. Money's kind of on Detroit. If he leaves the Astros, I think it's Detroit, just because it's gonna be the last few hurrah years. I agree with you, but money talks. One hundred percent. Which we've and we've that, talked about that before. Yeah. But I think the thing with the Rangers is, you're right. They've done a bunch. They need to spend. I we talked about this last podcast. I think they need to make some changes to their in game. They'll they'll get there uh, to keep the fans. Texas Live. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically a big outdoor slash indoor bar restaurant kind of scene that you can go hang out before the games. They have concerts there the whole nine. I don't think that the Rangers are quite capitalizing on that as much as they could yet. I think that especially on weekend games, they could do a little bit better having DJs in there, music in there, whatever it is. Uh, but it's there, and that's awesome. It's a really, really, really cool thing for them to have. A lot of teams do not have that. It makes but for a better environment down there, too. I think they need to take a good look at how the Cubs run Wrigleyville. That's tough to compete with, though. I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying to be better than Wrigleyville. But their how, whole their whole Texas Live is kind of like St. Louis. St. Louis has that yeah. 
St. Louis Live, and there's there's I'm trying to think of somebody else that has it too. Wrigley Kansas is City. Wrigley though. Yeah, Kansas City has yeah. it. Wrigley's Wrigley, bro. That's that's too no, hard right. to compete I'm with. Not say, I'm I, not I, saying I, emulate it, but I'm saying Wrigleyville is not just an empty plant of grass they just let people congregate in. That's what I'm saying. Like you have the space at Texas Live, utilize it a little bit. Atlanta has one too. But yeah, yes. it's I mean, it's a perfect place. Uh it's hell, awesome. I'm not gonna lie, and it fits for not only baseball, it fits for football too. It's close for football. It's close enough. I mean, I was I'm not gonna lie, I can tell you, like I when the Browns were here playing the Cowboys, big victory. Dyer missed it, unfortunately. Uh me and my uh buddies, we we got shit hammered and we were right there. It was yeah. and you walk across the bridge and you're Walk across, it was you know, kind of sobered yeah, up a little, little bit, a little sobered up. Yeah, uh, it didn't really well, go that way, but well, you know, it's close to. Sober mean, you know, it, it gave us it gave us the opportunity to sit and hang out and wait for traffic to clear. Also, that walk kind of becomes ritualistic. You know, you go and you have your beers, and then you've got that excitement up. You're ready to go, and that walk over to the stadium, you can see it in the distance. You know, the whole crowd is going. That becomes a fun experience in itself. Yes, that's a fact. It becomes almost a, not quite, but more reminiscent of the old college tailgate walk. Yes. Where you go get that's, shit. That's really good. Good. Where you'd go get shit faced with your buddies and then you'd walk, because you know how colleges are. Let's put the student tailgate as far away from the state as we possibly can. Because we don't want the hooligans mixing in with the rich peoples. But then all the rich peoples go party with the hooligans anyway. Right. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that's tailgating is the one thing that brings everybody together. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's funny because every school does it. Every school tries to put the student or, or the fraternity section away from the stadium and everyone ends up there anyway. Yeah, never works. Like, but it's that's it could be it's like Texas Live, I think, especially Cowboys games or say like the Rangers start making the playoffs again. You can get a nice little atmosphere going. Get your buzz on, walk with your friends over, bring a beer with them, you know, chug one on the way. Going. Yep. Yes, sir. And, yeah, and I mean people, that's that's true. And Texas is a tailgate is, is a is a tailgate uh, state. That whole state's a tailgate state. I, I think I think they got something good cooking over there. Stadium does leak though. Does leak. Got to fix that. I'll find a patch somewhere where the people <laughs> sitting in the expensive seats on the first base side are going to get a little wet every time it rains. Quite a bit wet. It was basically a waterfall. Yeah. Eric, was that your first time in the new stadium for a game, or had you been there already? Uh, that was my second time. Um, as a fan, though, I have yet to go and play. I've, uh, I went there when it was, um, who was that? Nebraska, actually. Nebraska and TCU. Yeah, baseball. no, you went, for the, you went for the college game. But was this so your that's first the first time uh, seeing that, and then obviously... I got to actually take the tour of the stadium. The MLB security guy came and got me. And I, okay, I want to put this out there because it's, you know, I've had a couple people ask me like why I wasn't out there for the Rangers Hall of Fame thing for Kinsler, like to be out there because there was guys that were out there, Chris Davis, Craig Gentry, David Murphy. Those guys aren't, they weren't inducted into the Rangers Hall of Fame and they were out there and people were asking me, well, why weren't you? Well, one, I didn't even actually get invited. I got my own ticket to come to that because I want to support my teammate. Kinsler was one of my favorite teammates. He was a awesome role model for me, helped me out both on and off the field, just literally was with me all the time. 
Um, but I got my ticket, whatever. And then the owners found out they brought me down to their owner suite and then they gave me their tickets down below. So I got to watch the game from up, up close. So that was cool. Um, again, they finally called me or, uh, Blake Miller called me up the MLB security and was like, Hey, let's go take a look. I want to show you the stadium. Cause I've never seen it. I asked him, can I at least look at it? I've never been in it. I'd like to see what it looks like. That place is unbelievable. Yeah, it's sick. so fucking nice. If we had the shit that they have right now, I'm not saying we would have won more worlds or been to more World Series or any of that. Like, it's just they have so much high tech stuff. It's unbelievable. Like, it is so freaking nice. Like, I, I was, excuse me, I was blown away with how it looked. It's a brand new stadium. You, you they can, have they have all this high tech stuff. Like, you go in there and they they got all these cameras and watch you throw and every like. They can pick you apart so easily with these cameras and stuff that they got. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean that's what money buys. Tools yeah. of the trade. You're able to, you're able to do that stuff. And I think that makes it to where more guys are going to be like, "All right, I want to go play. I want to go play in uh, Texas." Yeah, and that's going to start trickling down. I think you'll see a lot of stadiums, older stadiums, start getting retrofitted with owners who have money. They'll start doing that more and more and more. I mean, hopefully, ideally, you get owners that actually want to be a part of a team and like they want to win. And when they care about winning, they're going to help provide what these players want and need to be successful. You know, I'm not I'm no manager. I wish one I wish I had enough money that I would I would buy the Texas Rangers if I could. I'd be a part of that or be an investor into it just so I could give, you know, insight on all that. But it's it's so hard to say uh, but you need owners that actually care and that's why i love the picture of that kid with uh yeah the with owner the, of the, pittsburgh the pittsburgh Pirate God, that was fantastic. <laughs> sell the team that's the ultimate troll did you see him look at it too and he still smiled he was like oh oh cool shirt all that, right that's cool. neat he doesn't look oh. like you would want so there are some multi-millionaires, billionaires, and from like a distance, you look at them and you go, yeah, he's rich. Just the way they carry themselves. Oh, that yeah. man, you could walk past him in Costco and never know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. He's got that stealth money. Yep. He's, he's probably pulling up to Costco in a Prius, getting out and just looking like That's everybody else. That's, oh, yeah. You know, a lot of, hell, Adam Sandler does it. Yeah. Dude wears the baggiest shorts and shirts. He, it looks like he shops at Big and Tall. Probably does. <laughs> But and yeah. he's he's the richest dude. I've, well, well, I shouldn't say the richest dude, but he's, he's got money. He's rich as shit. Yeah, I think the one thing I never understood, and we'll, we'll get your take now that you've seen a professional game there. Obviously, is people have I think rightfully so bashed the outside of the stadium. It does look a little bit like a warehouse. Uh, I I will agree with that. But I've also heard people bash the inside of the stadium, saying that the sight lines weren't good or whatever. I didn't see any of that. I thought the stadium was beautiful. Yeah, I thought I thought the concourse was nice and open. I thought I don't the ability to go up and down. They had different things in each concourse is really cool. You could always see the the game no matter really where you were. There was access to see the game. See, I want to I want to hash on this real quick because Harley's bro, Harley Harley Zebro says Ray needs to sell the Rangers now. Why would he need to sell the Rangers? He's making the moves. <laughs> now from a business standpoint, he's right. If if I get what he's saying, if if you're in the if you're looking from and I don't know if this is what he's trying to say, but I could see this in the if 
if your goal is to make money off of a team, then yes, the time to sell the Rangers is now. I get it. That but... I agree with. If he, but if he wants to win, then no. The yeah. time to sell, if he wants to sell, would be after he wins. You would win, and then you would sell. Sell at a high. Sell at a high. I don't think they would really... And I also see this. The only bad seats in the new stadium are the right field foul pole. Yeah, that's not bad. And the thing is, like, every stadium has foul pole seats. Or you can go to Fenway, and you can face the wrong direction. Because there are <laughs> seats in Fenway that don't face into the field. Yeah, that... Like, Fenways, you can't, we can't compare. No, no, you, you can't. But I'm just saying, like, years old. That's what I'm saying. Like, every stadium has their, has their weird quirks and areas where you just can't see. Yankee Stadium, you can't see shit. I'm just saying. Just saying. Grand fucking Speaking of Rangers, I got a Ranger, Rangers game on right now and uh, might have an injury here. Uh oh, that's not okay. I'm watching uh, Max Scherzer have his way with the Braves for the, at the moment. That's, that's always good to see. Let's move on to the other baseball news. I'm sure we're going to spend a little bit of time on this one. Uh, just to go over what else we're going to talk about today, just because I've been saying I want to do this a little bit more, is we got some football stuff to talk about. We got some Big Ten news we, we got to talk about. And then we're going to look at our individual teams as well. Do what we did last year and just predict where everyone else's team is going to finish. I wish Choppy was here for that, but we'll get his take when he is here for that. Actually, there's two more baseball things I want to talk about. I forgot about this one because I added this one late. So let's talk about the Braves first, and then we're going to talk about Tatis because I, I want to save Tatis for the end of the baseball segment because I feel like there's going to be a little bit of discussion there. The Braves have done it again. Michael Harris um, has signed an eight-year, $72 million contract extension. The Braves have their family under, like, I'm convinced they have their players' families locked up or something. I don't know how they keep getting these team-friendly contracts. And furthermore, I don't know how these players or who these players' agents are that are agreeing to them. Well, here's the first thing. Going through that process, I will say this. When the money's presented to you, it's a lot harder to say no. Right. Um, you know, my, my first contract was five years, 30. And, I mean, it was just, and I just came off of a really good year. And it's just one of those things where it was like, God, do I take the risk and go out and see if I can get another one or get more money or what it's there. And that's the thing is you want to be financially set. Granted his contract is, would you say eight years, eight year extension? Yeah. Eight year, $72 million. So where does that put him at? How old is he? He is 21. Okay. He's done at 29. You yeah. still get a nice contract after that. Oh yeah, you do. And don't get me wrong. 72 or whatever it was, 70 some million. That's still good. Oh, it's a lot of money. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a lot of money. He's now financially set and he can go out and enjoy himself. And if he doesn't play well, still got that money. money. Yep. I think it's almost like an insurance policy. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. We're seeing a lot of young players, though, take these contracts that. When looked at from the outside, you appear to be a little premature in terms of their earning potential. Um, Wander Franco is the big one, 11 years, $182 million with the race. Obviously, Acuna, eight years, $100 million. Michael Harris, eight years, $72 million. Uh, Luis Robert, six years, $50 million. And Eloy Jimenez, six years, $43 million uh, dollar extensions prior. 
it does it can definitely work out in their favor it can also 100 percent be the most the only money they ever make in baseball but it's just interesting that the braves now have three players under these extremely friendly team contracts all of which two of them are bigger names this uh hey they, they somebody put this in the uh chat and i guess we must have missed it does it go to 100 million based on incentives it can okay so uh, it's what? not it's not incentives it's um there's options Ah, uh, okay there's options and buyouts Wait, so is it like uh so does it end up being like what a 10-year deal 100 yeah 102 million over 10 years is the full that's the full bread and butter okay now they they didn't include any at least it's not public yet that I've seen if there's any um, MVP incentives, World Series incentives, batting title incentives, RBI incentives, error count. They haven't released any of that yet. Gotcha. But the club options and the team options have been. There's also each option year after 2030 has a buyout of $5 million. From, uh, from the team side. You never oh. see player buyouts. He's not in baseball. Yeah. So, so yeah, if all, if both options are, the first option is 15 million, the second option is 20 million. If both are, if both options are taken, yeah, it would be 102 million total before anything else that gets added, added on. Gotcha. I think guys are just playing it safe. It's like you, I mean, you brought up Eloy Jimenez, and when you look at him and what's the situation that he's been in for the last couple of years, that guy, that poor guy can't buy a break when it comes to his health. No. So take you know getting that deal is working out great for him because obviously that's going to be a lot of guaranteed money. He doesn't have to worry about it. And that next contract, who knows? Maybe he doesn't play again. I mean, it's probably not going to be the case, right? But if he keeps getting hurt, he's not going to get a big contract or at least not as big as he could. So, you know, guys could look at that and say, look, you know, something like that could happen to me. Let's let's play it a little bit safe. Maybe I might be losing a little bit in the long run, but I'm also securing my future. Yeah, and I, th I think, too, the other thing is this: the Braves have done really, really well with this dire. They have... They got Austin, they got Austin Riley for 10 years, $212 million. Uh, so just under, just under, just around, what, $18 million a year, roughly. That's a pretty... That's more player-friendly contract, but that's still very good for the Braves' long-term contract. They got Matt Olson eight years, 168 million, which is also not a huge money money contract in terms of the the year number. Uh, Ozzy Albies they locked up early, obviously. Uh, they have Spencer Strider through 2027. Acuna uh, is Acuna was on a, is on a long-term contract. I don't know how much longer he has in his contract though, because he's going to get paid. The minute that contract's up, uh, yeah, Cunha's a free eight. They have him locked up till 2028. They have options up till 2020. They have him locked up till 2026. So they've solidified, the Braves solidified this extremely young core uh, of Acuna, Ozzy. Now, Ozzy's was seven years, 35 million for the Braves, which is insane to be able to get that. And he is a free agent after 2026. So they have everyone locked up for 2026, essentially, the Braves do. And not spending a ton of money each year. 
which is crazy. It's crazy to think that they're able to do that. Yeah, if it works for both sides, I mean, you can't sneeze at it. I mean, both both guys got to sign the contract, so I mean, you can't really can't really say anything about it. I mean, Albie's one would think probably could have held out for a little bit more. Albie's one hundred percent. They could have held out for a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Acuna Acuna's is tough because yeah, he's getting paid seventeen million each year starting next year, but he's locked up till he's twenty eight. And that's without a club option because the club can pick up the option on 27 and 28. There's no player options in this contract. So the Braves are going to pick up his contract in 27, 28. That's going to happen, which means he's a free agent in 31. He's a little bit older, not super old, but he probably won't get, he'll probably get a, a four or five year contract. Somebody, if not the Braves at that point. But, you know, they're doing a really good job locking down players early here sure and and where they're at right now too i mean shit the caliber team that they have you can't do any better job of of locking no. up your core than what they've done so kudos to them that front no, office cannot. Uh, doing their job very well <laughs> they are their front officers probably full of salesmen is what it is right because with with the money being thrown around in major league baseball now and you when you have talent like acuna and you have talent like uh like what Harris might be, and you have talent like uh, like Albies, and they're seeing the other money that's being thrown around. Uh, to be able to convince someone like Acuna to only, I say only here because it's still hundred million dollars, but only take hundred million dollars. Acuna's Acuna's a two hundred two hundred fifty million dollar player. Easy, sure. Right now, if he was a free agency right now, he'd make two hundred two fifty fifty, if not a little bit more. If I had to think. And what's crazy is the Braves probably get Soroka back this year as well. And maybe not this year, maybe this year for the playoffs. Definitely next year. Now, he hasn't thrown in a live game in over two years. And he was another young, very promising starter for them that they'll get back as well. So the Braves are doing, the, Brave, the Braves are going to be good for a while. I'm with it. I dig the Braves. I don't got a problem with them. Fuck the Braves. <laughs> Fuck them. The Braves Fuck always, them. Root, always, rip, they always rip my heart out. Uh, yeah, I mean, Soroka goes in. They have Soroka through 2024. We'll just see. Now, again, he hasn't pitched since he pitched. Uh, last time he pitched was 2020. And only through three games in 2020. So, Oof. remember because he had the he had the double uh, the double ACL tear. That's right. He tore it. God dang. Came back, tore it on his tore it in his first or in one of his first games back. Um, hard to argue with his success though. He's now he hasn't doesn't have his hasn't pitched all. He's a pitch the equivalent of one year, a little more about a year and a half, 214 innings, 15 and six, 286 ERA with a one uh, with a 116 WHIP. 171 strikeouts. So he's been good when he's throwing. He's just, he's got to stop. I don't know, do some more ankle workouts, Dyer. <laughs> man. And it was the same knee, right? Yeah, it was the same ACL both times. Oof. Yeah, 
That's usually not a good sign. No, no, no. <laughs> it is the opposite of a good sign at that point. I mean, how do you repair it a third time if God forbid that happens? Do you go synthetic at that point? That's Dominic Cruz. He's had three. That's true. He has had three. At some point, you run out of extra stuff to sew in there, don't you? I, I would assume so, yeah. Maybe it's a, I don't know. I mean, they, I know they can, uh, with some, they can take, they can take the tissue from a cadaver and use that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know I if guess. that's a possibility with an ACL or not. That's a, a doctor question, but. Which we are not. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not a doctor. Just, I'm just not. I'm a doctor in drinking alcohol. That's what I am. I'm a doctor. Definitely in... got a doctorate in that. Right. That's 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 what I'm saying. You and I could teach a course on that, Terps. <laughs> I don't know how much teaching would be done in that course. It would just be, you know how like you know you know how some uh, there's required reading for some courses. For us, it's 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 not. It's not even that. Requ required drinking. Yeah. No. Listen. What would be your course curriculum like like let's go let, let, let let's start let, let's start with required and then your silly week syllabus week for those uncultured clubs and then what what's your what's your 15 week course here what do you what do you do in dire how are you how are you formulating your your drinking education well i think uh the fact that it's a 15 week course here really breaks down to the Is that right the 15 whole... weeks there's 18 yeah, we'll, we'll take it i think uh I don't know. I never was on semesters, actually. When I was in college, it was quarters. Um, but I would say, you know, you go to the alcohol holy trinity. You got five weeks on weeks beer, yeah. five weeks on wine, and five weeks on liquor. Okay? You know, we can do it that way. I think that works. So however you want to break that down, you know, maybe that first week is a little bit of a throwaway. That syllabus week, like you said, you get yeah. to know your students, get to know their likes and dislikes, what they know and what they don't know. And then from there, you know, you maybe ease them into it. Start with beer and then you go with wine. And then once everybody's got their tolerance built up from the beer and wine, then you go to liquor. Liquor. So that's, that's, I think, the best way to do it. You know, we're spinfoiling here, but we're on to something. I, I, I think the important thing here is that obviously we're going to teach this, this course and we'll go with semesters, both semesters. But obviously, you want to be in the fall semester in this class. Oh, 100%. You want to be in the fall semester for this class. But this is a fun class to take, but there's not much to do in the summer for the, the spring semester. Yeah. Because in the fall semester, we have required class trips to the tailgates. 100%. Like, it's required. You have to go. And you have to take notes on the alcohol consumption and everything like that. I, I mean, think really the only I, other thing going on is March Madness after that, you know? Yeah, but that's not really like, I don't know if you could teach a full course on, you know, drinking during March Madness. Nah, it's more of a field trip. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like Dyer, instead of required reading in our course, though, everyone has to bring a 30-pack the first day. Oh, yeah. And then it's submitted to us for inspection. Uh, and really, it's just a free beer tax for us. Yeah, it's the supply list. Exactly, supply list. And then you'll be graded, and then you, you know, we'll go over how you picked your thirty pack and everything like that. Derek, welcome back. Dyer and I have stumbled onto an amazing thing that we're discussing now because uh, we finished our baseball talk before we get to Tatis. But well, I apologize Dyer, first you're, off. You're okay. Had a serious situation here. Yes. Big storm is coming in. Just a heads up. 
Uh, it was raining out there. Had to move the uh, cars around so we can get my truck in the garage because there's supposed to be hail. So what the hail? Yeah, what the hail? <laughs> so 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 let's let's fill you in real quick here, Derek, on our amazing idea, and we'll get we'll get Derek's take on you know what he would like to see from this course. But Dyer and I have decided that we are going to start a um what 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 are we what are we gonna call it? is this a is this a 300 level class die or 200 level class what are we doing here i feel like it's probably ah, man because you don't want the legal with the freshman i don't think it can be 100 level it's true but you don't want it to be too far too far in i feel like you got to get the i feel like you got to get them right when they're of, of legal age so like the, like a, like a 200 yeah i think 200 probably 200 level makes class. sense so anyway derek we are we are uh, going to be writing the syllabus for a 15 week semester course on drinking <laughs> I respect it. I mean, I think it's a it's cool. A um, mandatory tailgate attendance, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's for a requirement. So this is so this is more for um for the uh, college age individuals. Yeah. Okay, I got it's you. It's a college course, man. Yeah, it's, college it's not just it's not just yeah. We have an eighty year old getting coming back just to get credits. <laughs> it's an elective. It's elective, elective for sure. It's elective for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what the final exam is going to be, Dyer? Ooh, I can tell. The final exam is we're going to have a party, and if you get a hangover, you fail. Oh. <laughs> it's learning how to drink and not be hungover the next day. Exactly. That, that, that is your final. We need to know that after all the way we, we taught you to binge, that you can, show up for, you can show up for class without a hangover the next day. I don't like that. All right, what do you got? If you're going to do that, I think it has to be, you have to still function and do the hangover. If you have to keep sleeping and you can't come into class. Well, no, it'll be great. No hangover is an A. That's a pass, 100%. And then it, it scales down from there. How do you truly know somebody has a hangover? That's dire specialty. Dire, go ahead. Um, I feel like there has to be some kind of a, kind of a, a you know, maybe some written work involved you got to go to the gym um you got to cook your breakfast something like that first alarm yeah there's a you know a lot of things that are going to go into this that that decide whether or not you know what your grade's going to be it's not just whether or not you show up or if you feel like shit or not i think that derek i think that's a good point you got to show your functionality with the hangover you know that's part of being a seasoned drinker is being able to function when you don't feel like you should be able to function being able to eat food and and can i tell that you don't feel well or do you do you mask that well yeah that's a good i mean that's very good and you have to do it can't be a written test too no No. this has to require you doing certain things yeah yeah, 100 there will be a slight written portion however um we just need to be able to write your name and then Write how many drinks you think you had last night, because we'll know. Do you smell like alcohol? Have you taken care of yourself and to be able to minimize? How that? many Gatorades smell have you like drank? Smell like alcohol the next day. Yes, that's a big one right there. Did Did you cheat and use um, IV? Ah, how do, yeah, but how cheating. do we know? How do we know that you actually drank as much as you say you drank? Because it's going to be a controlled party. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be. Oh, there. it's an actual. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a controlled setting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. This this that's... this this ending here is a controlled setting. Yet. Yeah. But how do you know that they're actually, how do you know that they're actually drinking? You know, you could put on an act. 
Well, that's a risk that we're that they're gonna have to take if they want to pass. We'll be able yeah, to tell. One of those things. You know, maybe maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's part of it. You know what? Maybe that is part of it. Because part of also being a seasoned drinker is being able to pace yourself. If you're in a situation where people are pressuring you into drinking more, (laughs) then maybe you hide that you're not drinking quite as much as everyone else. Maybe that's a smart way of doing it. Of course, part of the experience will be um, the drinking games. So naturally with drinking games, you should get better at them as you get more and more drunk. Of course. So does your beer pong excellence get better? That's not necessarily true. Well, you get loosened up. Everyone's a little different, but yeah, I was gonna say some people are gonna get sloppy. That's true. That's true. You have to no fighting. No fighting. Yeah, big fail. Big fail grade right there. No crying. Mm-hmm. No, no pissing yourself. No, actually, pissing yourself is awesome. <laughs> there should be a bonus point because that that tells me you're extremely fucked up. It's like Happy Gilmore. We are gonna fucking Billy cool. Madison. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna yeah, judge them on the movie. We will judge you on your drinking shoes, what you show up in. Are you prepared for the eventuality? This mm. is a college town, remember? Yeah, but you are you going to show up in sweatpants? Some people do. Some people show up in sweatpants. I mean, I'm okay with whatever you wear. Yeah, I don't uh, care. I'm listen. It's, it's to me, as I look at it, as you're putting this test down, it's the test of who... Or let's see, it would be the test of partying, you know, in general. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You're partying. So what would you wear to a house party? Oh, now that's true. Now, I think this is also has to be a, a, a three-part fi- three final. That's, that's, one, that's part one. Part two, corporate drinking events. Mm. Getting appropriately <laughs> sloshed at a corporate event. Without causing a scene. Terps, maybe that's your 300 level course right there. 300 level course? Oh, and, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and, and then you know what the master's course is? The family gathering. Oh. With kids. Yeah. That one can be tough. Do you actually get that fucked up with your kids and your parents? Some kids. Or family depends events? On, depends on the family event. I'm asking. Some people's families are that way. I don't have kids. I don't have any of that. It, I mean, sorry, it depends on the family. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the I, family. 100%. If I'm if I'm if I'm with my mom's side of the family, we got to keep it toned down. We you know, a couple beers, keep them spaced. What about make the in-laws? Sure that we're good. If we're at the in-laws, that's kind of my middle ground right there because you know those folks will uh, will tie it on a little bit sometimes, but still, you know, I can't make an ass out of myself in front of my my wife's family. The next one is like my dad's side of the family. We get pretty loose. We get pretty crazy. You know, not all bets are off, but some bets are off. So, you know, you got to you got to know your surroundings. You got to know who you're with and what's acceptable in those situations. The good part about this class, Dyer, is you will learn who, who you are in a drinking environment. You will right. learn. You will learn if you're if you're the parent. You'll learn if you are the friend where everyone's going. Has anyone fucking seen Derek recently? Anyone know where Derek is? Uh, the, the Wanderer, obviously. Yeah, right? uh, you'll you, you'll learn you'll learn real quick if you're the asleep in the corner guy. Ooh, do you lose? Hold on. Did you cover that? What happens if you pass out? I I feel like it depends when you pass out. First hour, not cool. First hour? Are you fucking kidding me? Listen, I've uh, seen it. I've seen it. 
I've pregame and went too hard. Yeah, or yeah, too hard on the pregame. It wow. happens. It, it can, does. It's happen. been done. It's a, oh. sometimes you miscalculate. It's funny to even say that the person that uh, pregames the hardest just walked into my. Hard, you can probably hear him right now. You got to remember, we are live, so you got to watch what you say. Don't fucking cuss. <laughs> hey, will you actually? I'm gonna get him to take a drink with me right now, Bernie. Go get the no. I want the Texas whiskey. Bring that in. I want to make a drink. Yeah, please. No, this. I mean, I'm not trolling him by any means. This is actually funny. Uh, just uh, let's just do it straight up with the big ball of ice. Um, again, I'm not trolling him by any means. It's funny. We always give him shit about this. But like, if we go out, we're gonna go to the club, whatever it was. This guy would be like, "All right, let's let's do freaking let's do shots," and we do shots, and then all of a sudden. He was the guy when we came back home, super fucked up and throwing up sometimes. Mm. <laughs> that happens. That to me, where does that sit in your your grading for both? Because you guys are clearly the professors. I'm just the the guy that's gonna. I I don't know. I don't know what I would be. But he, he's he's you're the guest lecturer. I'm not gonna lecture people on drinking. Now you you see. No 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 the guest lecturer. We bring oh. you in. Yeah, 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 yeah. We bring you in as the guy. Hey, this guy, this guy didn't go to a four-year college, but he did go to 13th grade. To 13th grade and then went on to have a professional career. So he's seen drinking. So we we're gonna get his take as well on this. Yeah, that I, I do like that. I also I, I snag put this in here too. Bonus points to the student who draws the best forehead dick to the person <laughs> that, that count. Arts and crafts, baby. It is arts and crafts. I mean, you got to get away with it. That's the big thing. Is, can you get away with it? That is the big thing. That is the big Anybody thing. Anybody can do it. Anybody right. can do it. Can you do it without them knowing? So, yeah, that's the thing, too, is this could actually become something real. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. This could be a real thing. And it would be shut down immediately, but never mind. Um, Wait, hold on. Why would it be shut down? I didn't send my kids to your college so they could learn how no, to no, drink. No, 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 no. Not even a college. This is like... Oh, just a curriculum? It's just a, it's just a, an online course, a one, a one <laughs> week no camp, a one week. Oh God. All oh, this in one week dire. Oh, oh no. Man. You charge, I mean, you charge quite a bit of money for it. Uh, it's actually, I take that back. Not a week. It's just a weekend. Oh no. And <laughs> that's it. You have people come over and, and the thing is, this is what makes it good is, and I feel like I'm promoting this in a way, but I'm not. <laughs> it's like. Here you guys are. You're the professors. Mm. They come and they get shit canned, whatever. You guys don't have to drink. That's the thing. So we it's not like we can't. Drink. That's the thing. We have to. We have to be you sober have to for this. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm saying. This is like you can have a drink or two, but it's not. You can't get fucked up. If that True. makes sense. True. True. So at the same time, like this is basically like you're making your own club. Now, now, Dyer. Dyer, I have a question for you. What is your grading curriculum for the tailgates, college tailgate? Mm. What are you looking for? Derek is a wide-eyed coming to this class for the first time. Wants to get the college, you know, wants to get the experience. We drop him off to make Derek happy. We're at we're at Michigan. What 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 are we looking for? What are we looking for in his tailgating experience? What do we need to see from Derek to give him an A? Um, I feel like we need to see. Drink in your hand at all times. Um, I think it uh, is good to enjoy. He goes, Wi-Fi maybe? I, I don't know. 
That sucks. He was just he's starting. still going. He's he's definitely still talking. I know he's definitely rambling right now. Yeah, he might actually start laughing. He'll start laughing at the whole thing. Maybe we should just go along. Just mm-hmm. yeah. Once he comes back, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Good point, Dyer. Yeah, yeah. At what point did I die? Start over. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Let me see if I can remember all that. Because so hold on, hold on. Can we, <laughs> yeah. can we, can we <laughs> ask this? Because me and Terps were laughing about this. How long did you go until you realized we couldn't hear you? I finished. <laughs> I was done. That's what she said. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. Dyer said. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, Dyer. Okay, carry on. That's right. We have a good five-minute segment for Gnome to cut. So just start like you didn't leave. So, again, um, I would say some of the biggest things are pacing yourself you know, the drinking, making sure you always have a drink in your hand, but not getting too drunk. You don't want to get too sloppy. You don't want to be that guy that doesn't make it to the actual event. You know, you want to get to the game if you're watching it. You want to get to the TV or the bar where you're going to watch the game. Uh, if that's the end game for you, you know, the tailgate is just the appetizer. Mm. You know, the game is the actual main course. Um, I think um, tailgate food, the types of food that you eat. You got to make sure that you get yourself a good base because you're going to be drinking all day. So you can't do that on an empty stomach. Good base. Now, question, Dyer. Are we going to be really mean to them and make them do a kegs and eggs? Or are we giving them an 8 p.m. start? I feel like that's extra credit. If you do a kegs and eggs? Kegs and eggs is extra credit. For those yeah. of you who don't know what a kegs and eggs is, or you may have called it something different, that is your noon o'clock kickoff. So that means you are at the tailgate. At like seven or eight. Anywho, Dyer, what's your thought on extra? What's your what's your thought on extra credit for how many free drinks you get? Man, that's a that's a good one. I think um, that comes down to charisma. Yeah, to be able to kind of cruise around and and float around the tailgate atmosphere and be able, you know, that goes into to to one of the criteria that I was going to uh, to mention was was being sociable, you know, being the person that people want to be around at the tailgate. You don't want to mm. be the guy hanging out in the background. People don't know you're there or it's kind of weird because you're not talking to anybody. So that's kind of the next step up from that is being able to, to go up to strangers and just kind of insert yourself into their tailgate and, and be that person people want to be around so that you do cop those free drinks. Now, you will fail if you don't go to the game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you will fail if you don't make it to the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's an automatic fail. Yeah, it's a fail. Do you fail if you don't return after the game? I don't think that's a fail, but I have to check in with us at halftime. Yeah, it's points off for sure. You know, can't Which you can't get an A if you don't if you don't return after the game or at least make it back to wherever you're going, you know, after party whatever it may be. Halftime is definitely the the bar. We need you to check in at halftime. Cheers, boys. Absolutely. Cheers. If you don't check in at halftime, that's a problem. But yeah, I, I think we got this curriculum pretty well thought out. I, I, I think it'll be fun. I think that I think this is a good course. Uh, of course, Off the Fairbolt does not endorse or encourage any underage drinking that, at your uh, current location, if no matter what where that is in the world. So if you are Never. underage in the place of where of in, at the place you reside, do not drink. Okay, we said that. Spotify happy, Twitch happy, everyone's happy. We're definitely Take not notes. drinking. Take you know, notes so. so that when you become of age, you know how to 
handle these situations properly instead of being the shit-faced asshole who throws up before the game. Yeah. No, I've never I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. We've all probably we've all, done we've, that. We, we, we've all done it. And I think also... I think also... I think one of the things that you'll we'll have to grade on is if you go with a group, you go with a group, how many times is the group getting you a drink and how many times are you getting the group a drink? True. Because our editor has some thoughts on that about bad friends and partying. Mainly that I am one of those bad friends when it comes to partying. In his, God it was damn his, it, Terps. It was his bachelor party. He has no excuse. <laughs> But I've partied with you. Yeah, you have. Yeah, we, we had no issues. No, somehow, some. I'm surprised. I'm surprised with. Well, to be fair, I was at my worst when you were coming off stage. Did did, did 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 you ever? Uh, did we ever tell you what the uh, bar what the bartenders did to us? Like, that sounds really no. bad, but I don't think so. So Sherlock and I were finishing up our responsibilities uh, at the time there. We'd finished punching tickets and doing everything. And we were, we were wandering around and we went to the, the bar area. Uh, this is after all the food was closed. But we walked around the, uh, the bar area and we were like, let's just, let's just get some beers. So we go over. I say, I'll go get the beers for us. He goes, cool. We're sitting down. We're talking to some people. I go get the beers and the woman looks at me and she sees it's me and Sherlock. And she goes... Now, y'all not just getting beers, right? And I go, I think we're just going to do beers to start. She goes, Mm-mm, I got a rule here. And I go, what's the rule? For every beer I give you, you take a tequila shot. Oh, shit. I like this person already. Hmm. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of mixing tequila and beer. On the amount of food that was there, too, Derek. Yeah, that's true. We didn't really have any food. <laughs> it was dope. <laughs> at although, least I, I didn't get it too much. We got pizza al- at the end. Although... I did sneak our boy Snang some beer from the free That's section. Okay. So. That's okay. No, he deserved He, I, I promise it. I'll get you a beer. He said, cool. Because they were charging like $12, or I could just go get him a beer. You did the right thing. We did the right thing there. But yeah, no, I think uh, Diary got this figured out. Um, maybe we'll put Choppy through the course. See how he does. Choppy can drink. So I feel like Choppy seems like the kind of guy that would be able to... That's why uh, he's a good benchmark. Yeah, he'd be able to ace this course, I think. Yeah, we need, we need a good benchmark here. He, I think he's a good... What a good A student would look like. Right. And then we need just the, the, the failing student. See what that looks like. Anyway, let's get back to baseball. <laughs> I tracked pretty heavily there. Good. No, that, that was, was good, good though. Uh, speaking of drugs, let's talk about drugs of the illicit sort, at least in Major League Baseball. Fernando Tatis Jr. just cannot get out of his own way. Um, bopped for steroids. His PR team, or maybe it was him, I'm not sure who it was, made a pretty big oopsies in their tweet about it, which is not helping him. There has since been other things that have come out about how it was a fungal infection, then it was ringworm, then it was not, then it was a motorcycle crash, then it was not, then it was a whole different thing, then it wasn't, then he's being railroaded, then he wasn't. So it's kind of been all over the place with this. You've had some players come out in support of him saying that the MLB is ruining his career. And you've had other players come out and say, now nah, he did this to himself. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, obviously, you know, Derek's been in, been in locker rooms. He's seen steroid use. He's seen the whole nine. What it I, haven't, 
seen you it. know what i mean i don't mean like you're watching someone put a needle in them you never know people might take it that people way might, they, they might but you've been around clubhouses that have been affected by it um, <coughs> and everything like that and of course dire you've been you and i have been fans of sports forever and we've all seen people get busted and you see in the ufc all the time mm-hmm. as well but long story short let's go over what he was actually busted for he was busted for clostebol uh which is an anabolic steroid the funny part about this is this is a steroid that also got um d gordon busted um as well as a few other older major league players this drug is not common. It was used by uh, the Soviets and East Germans way back in the day, and people stopped using it because it was not really effective. Basically, what this drug does for my limited Google searching, I may be completely wrong, this is my limited Google searching and reading up and looking on it, is it mimics testosterone. So when you work out, the body attacks, your body breaks down the drug's testo- fake testosterone first, leaving yours intact. So basically, this helps muscle growth and everything like that. The funny part about this is Tatis's defense of his drug was that he used it for ringworm. There is a, a corticosteroid that has no effect on your lifting abilities or working out abilities called clobtasol. That is used for ringworm. But it's not in any way clostebol. So the drug that Tatis was popped for is spelled C-L-O-S-T-E-B-O-L. The drug he said, the drug that he got it confused with is spelled C-L-O-B-E-T-A-S-O-L. Hmm. So you can see where a little Google oopsie happened. Hmm. So the rumor mill and the story that's come out since is that he actually got busted for this at the end of March. That was when the test was conducted, just pinged now. Um, and that he was using it after his motorcycle accident to try to hide it from team doctors and get back on the field faster. Uh, that was, that is reported the actual, what it actually was, whether or not that's the truth of Nit or not. Um, his father came out and said it's a mistake, could have been handled differently, destroy the image of a player for such a small thing or a situation like this. Is a uh, this is a catastrophe not just for Tatis Jr. but for baseball. There are millions of fans that will. There's millions of fans that will stop watching baseball. Derek, players take first. The floor is yours. I don't think that he's a big name guy. He was huge for the game of baseball. There's no doubt about that. But he's not major league. He was on uh, the show. Yeah, but Cover I wouldn't athlete. say we're going to lose or baseball is going to lose a hundred million people. Whatever it was that you just said due to him being hurt. I don't buy that. You got too many other guys that are really into other people, you know? Uh, as for the, the, the steroid, I mean, just come out and say that you took it. Like, hey, you know what? I fucked up. I made an accident. This is what I was trying to do, and I accidentally got the wrong one because you, you gave the spelling. I guess I could see that. I'm not going to try to dispute that too much. Go I think ahead. he was using it just to get back on the field faster. I almost think that's a better defense. Just say, hey. Yes, that's well, that's it, where I was going to go next. It was in the COVID era. Like, you might as well just say, like, on top of that, that's where I was going to end up getting to is you did it so you could get back on the field faster. 
remember Andy Pettit, he got hurt. He did, he took HGH and he said his whole reasoning, he wanted to get back on the field faster and he was trying to heal himself quicker. He admitted to it. He knew. And that's the thing though. I want to point this out more than anything is we literally know what we put on our body. I literally know everything right now. I could tell you, I take P4. It's a, it's basically like a, a creatine that gets me hyper. Um, and then I also take a creatine that also helps with muscle mass. Uh, and then I also take some electrolytes. This uh, It's called BioSteel. That's it. That's the only thing that goes in my body. And then I'll take pills, the supplement pills. But that's it. I know what goes into my body. He knows what's going into his body. That's the main thing. And <laughs> shut up, Carter. And that's the, you know, that's, that's what gets me more than anything is like, when you act like you don't know, or, oh, I didn't mean to take that, it should have been, you saw what you put in, like you look at every single thing you put in. For instance, Terps, you're taking medication. You look at everything that goes into your body. Unfortunately. Correct. But you look <laughs> no, at I, it yeah, yeah. You, you want to know that you're putting the right stuff in. Like you look at each time. If I got a headache, I'm going to look and see that I have Advil in my hand and I'm taking Advil or I get a migraine, I'm taking Excedrin. You know what's going in your body. So it's kind of tough to sit here and have that argument like you don't know. Now, granted, the whole spelling thing that you said, I I could see that. I'm not going to. I think that's more his PR team trying to, or him trying to make it. Someone told him, hey, you know, I'm, I'm guessing someone told him, hey, this stuff's also used for a ringworm which it's not, but I can see where you think it is. Well, yeah, but, I get that. But so I also, like, like Carter, Carter's saying this too, could stuff be laced? This is such an old... Here's it's the thing. to do that, though. Everything that we get, and this is one thing, you, you can go through the MLB. They provide everything for you, and it has to be NSF certified. If you yes. ha- and they tell you, if you have a question, call, and we'll let you know. We can't go into a GNC and just pick up something. I can go in there and I can get it, but it better have that NSF logo on it. Or you can go in there, take a picture of it and be like, hey, I want to try this. Is this, is this good? Correct. Can I use and this? You'll, you'll get a response like that. They're very quick with everything to let you know where you're at. So, yeah. And I think the thing too here with this with the lacing this is not a common drug this is not a common steroid this this steroid was phased out no one uses this anymore it's an ancient 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 form of testosterone that's not efficient it's not effective yeah that's the other thing too if you're gonna get a steroid get the right one get the right one that's gonna help you get back on the field the whole purpose of taking it was to get on get healthy and get back on the field uh, Coach Carter's asking, what, what was it. the name of it again? Okay. That's, that's the thing. Your whole purpose was, okay, I'm trying to get back on the field quicker. Here's what I'm going to do. Trust me, I've been hurt a lot of times. and I'm, Have I done it? No. But there's times it's like, God, man, I, I just would give anything to be back on that field. Yeah, like I said, the last time class of ball was really used was in the fucking Olympics in the 80s by the East Germans. Correct. Like, like, that, like that's the last time that this was really mainstream. And even they, they stopped using it because it's just not... There are better things to use. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just plain and simple. There, there are better, there are better things um, to use. 
I the thing is with Tatis. This is his, like it's going to be a hard legacy to overcome because we've also seen very public lash outlashing from his clubhouse. Yeah, his teammates went out all, all out. All, his, all out his, on him. His coach almost had to leave the presser. Did you see that? I did not actually. He he was like he would answer a question that he'd go and kind of just re like center himself. Like like the presser, he almost exploded in the presser. Let alone. But from what I've seen, and it's all speculation, there have been other issues with Tatis yes, in terms of behavior. Maturity. Yes. Um, on top of that. But it just seems like some of the, some of the players said it best. We're winning without him. We've done all this without him. We're, we are where we are at without him. True. It is very, very true. And it's the thing is, too, it's, it's kind of like... What what they all said, Noah even just said it too. Um, accountability. Like okay. take take this serious. That was most of the comments from all these guys is show you care. Show you want to be here. And I'm not saying he's not. And you know, this happens. I've seen this happen to multiple times. I'm not saying this is truly what it could be. But some guys, once they get paid, that's it. We're good. I got my money. I'm happy. I got my bag. Put my bag over I my shoulder and walk away. I feel like it's one of those things too, and and I think you both touched on it a little bit earlier. Is the situation to where now he's trying to cover cover up, not really cover up, but, but pretend like he didn't know what he was taking. I mean, it's kind of like when I tell my kids, you know, if you made a mistake, don't make it worse by lying to me about it. If you come clean right away, the punishment's going to be far worse or far better. Um, Jesus. <laughs> than what it would be if you were to lie to me about it. Because now I'm pissed. Like, I'm already going to be disappointed, upset, whatever it is. But I'm going to be legitimately angry if you're going to lie on top of it. You know, as a fan, I feel like I can appreciate it more if you come out and Derek, like you said, you know, God, you know, I just, I wanted to get on the field so bad. I made a, a bad decision. I wasn't in a great frame of mind. I did something I shouldn't have done. And I understand that. I apologize. I just want to get back on the field and I'll accept, you know, I'll accept my suspension and the punishment and just hope that, you know, I can contribute to the team when I come back and that, you know, you all will forgive me. Cool. You know, as a fan, I'm like, fuck, man, this sucks. You dumbass. Why would you do something like this? But at least I can appreciate the fact that he did it because of those reasons. But now you're coming at with this song and dance, and it's like, fuck you, dude. Like, I, 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 I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? Did you see what A-Rod said about it? No. Let me hear what he had to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot I was of the first one to say this. There was a lot of things that there's a lot of things that A-Rod said I don't agree with, and obviously he has his own rather lengthy history of steroids and issues. Correct. Uh, and lying about it after. And lying about it. <laughs> and attacking the and attacking the union too. Correct. Yeah, um, fuck that. He did say, however, how he doesn't understand how he made it about himself because it's A-Rod. But he didn't understand how these young players who he's spoken to and have, and have looked up to him didn't learn from him. And he said, like, there are these, like, what happened to me was very public and 
He, he then said, and the only person I have to blame for is myself. And the only person you have to blame for it is yourself. Because I don't understand why these young players don't look at guys like me from the past who got a book thrown at them for doing exactly what you're doing now, which is just lying about it. I'll tell you why. Because guys, this is what sucks. And this is what has to change. I've had great teammates that I love to death that I think were great. And they ended up taking steroids. Obviously got caught. But they still get paid after. Yep. So what happens is, and I've had this discussion with a lot of players, is it makes it seem like it's okay. Take your 80-game suspension and come back, and if you come back even better and you're raking and doing everything or throwing your gas, everything, you're going to get paid. You're still going to get that money. So, of course, they see that, and they're like, yeah, A-Rod got in trouble, still got paid. He did. Still making millions working for... One of, my, one of my favorite teammates. I love this guy. I really do. Nelson Cruz. Like, unfortunately, he got busted. He got paid. Do you think that there should be more strict financial penalties for steroid uses other than just unpaid suspension? Because right now it's... it's I just it's, feel like it's you should be able to reward them. It's 8160, and then you get popped a third time. Now it's lifetime restricted list. Yeah. I mean, but that's you, fine, but I just... It's, it's like I said, it comes down to you, you still get paid. And like I said, I, I love those guys. I really do. They, I've never played better baseball with a, a good group like them. Unfortunately, yes, they did do something that I don't agree with, but I'm not going to hate them. I just, it, it sucks. They, they did get paid where there's guys that don't get paid that didn't take it. I think... If that makes like sense. I, yeah. I think the biggest thing with Tatis, again is he was made the face of baseball. Yes, he was, 100%. He, he, he had everything right here. Right now, there. Now, if you opened ESPN, Derek, if you got ESPN or in Dyer, you guys got an ESPN notification on your phone, and it said, I don't know. Um, fuck, let's go with James McCann gets busted for... I'm just random person here. James McCann or Bob Smith or Jim, <laughs> whoever. Gets Jim Burglue? Yes, Jim Burglue gets, gets busted for the same thing and gets 80 games. Do you even really read that notification or do you just go, oh, I'm an idiot? That's the thing, though. It, it puts an image on that person. That person gets known as something bad for baseball, not something good. Correct. So it, it does have an effect on that person just not the way that they wanted it. If they didn't really know much about him to begin with, now they know about him, but for the wrong reasons. But now you have a guy like Tatis, who MLB the show cover, athlete, face of baseball, ESPN face of baseball. He lost it. He lost it. It's Juan Soto. Yeah. Who was actually already creeping on him to begin with. Now it's solidified. Because he's not hurt? Correct. It sucks, man. I mean, it's kind of like Dyer said. If you just come clean with it and say it, that's it. Well, that's the I way think, it goes. Dyer, how does the UFC handle stuff like this? Um, well, it's they take a pretty harsh stance. Um, DJ yeah, Dillashaw do. got suspended for two years for, for popping for a PED. And that was uh, first offense, I believe. 
Well, let's put into context yeah, what, what two years. Well, yeah. John John Jones bounced around all over it. John Jones was a different situation, though. He was. We're talking about picograms with John Jones. Those that was a, re a residual test. Now here's let, let's for those folks out there who don't follow UFC. Could you put into perspective what a two year ban in UFC really entitles? And let's say let's say the baseball world, if we want to draw that, because obviously Derek and I know what it is in terms of what you can what and it severely impacts your ability to perform at a professional level at in mixed martial arts. But could you put that into terms for people who aren't as familiar with UFC and what a two year suspension really does to a player? And well, we like know that that's terms? in baseball. That's a, a 324 game suspension. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> I mean, that's huge. And that's then the sports defense. Yeah. And the and thing the, is, you can't train. Yeah. You, yeah. Like, you can't compete in other in other mixed martial arts if you want to stay sanctioned by the UFC. You can't do anything for two years. And Dyer, how long does it take the average fighter to get ready for a fight? It takes a long time. You got a whole camp, man. You, it's it's months. So even after your two year suspension, you're really looking at two and a half. Yeah, and you got rust after that. I mean, it's not just about being in shape and, you know, having it's about being in fight shape. It's it's there's a difference between being in shape in the gym and being in shape in your sport, you know? It's not just running on a treadmill. It's nonstop moving and wrestling and and you know, muscle failure and all these things that happen when you're when you're in a fight or when you're when you're in a a 162 game grind, you know? It's it, it's there's more to it than just your body being in shape and being able to run for a long time. And you can't use any UFC facilities, correct? Or any UFC sanctioned facilities, right? No, not to my knowledge. So it would be like in baseball, like Tatis wouldn't be able to step foot in spring training facilities. Yeah. You are on your own. Yeah. You are. There's nothing you can do. You got to find you, now you have to spend money to get your training where you want it to be while not making any money. Exactly. And you're, you're not getting endorsement money at that time in most cases too. I mean, I suppose you could, but most guys are probably, that's the big thing question for Tatis is how many, how many endorsements pull out short term? I'm sure he'll come back and he'll be good and he'll get those endorsements back. At least some of them, but how much is he losing now? It's crazy too. He's literally on what is it, Gatorade commercial? I think that just came out. Yeah, and he got he tested positive, and like no joke, it was literally the next commercial. that day. It was like on the commercial, and it's just like, oh man, bad they timing. don't they don't know. Yeah, bad nope. bad timing. I. I it's just it's sad that Tatis just seemingly cannot get out of his own way. You can't obviously blame injuries. Injuries happen. Now, the motorcycle one's different. That you can put a little bit of blame on him, but you could do the same thing with Bumgarner, and there's a bunch of other athletes that that's happened to. They've had extracurricular injuries. 
but then the clubhouse mentality that's come out the mentality around the team and team officials um the the mentality of the people around him his camp that's around him now this it just seems like he's gonna have to do a lot of growing up very quickly that's been the typical comment from all these guys he needs to grow up I mean, and that's, that's... And the tough part is, they say the Padres don't need him, but Dyer, you weren't here last week, but Derek and I looked at the schedule, and we looked at the rankings, and the Padres aren't 100% in the playoffs again. Mm-hmm. They are right now, uh, I saw it. If, they, if the season ended today, they were in. They're the in, spot. but it's yeah. close. Correct. It's close. It's not, it's not a guarantee right now. Not with the uh, no, the- it w- it was they were set. No, right. If the season ends, oh yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. yeah, but with the way the Braves are playing, with the way the Phillies are playing right now, um, and then the way Milwaukee's playing, they're only a game and a half up on Milwaukee. Well, I mean, it's that's it. The Padres are a game and a half up on Milwaukee right now for the third wild card spot. So, right there. Any final thoughts on Tatis before we switch sports entirely? No, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. It's, it sucks. It, it's not something baseball needed to see. Was a guy like him getting in trouble? Um, I, it, it's like we talked about too. It would, it'd be nice if. Uh, if he would have just came clean with it, just said, Hey, you know, I'm trying to recover quicker. Um, it'll clear the air. A lot more people, just like Dyer said, would respect it. Just like, you know, if his kids say it, they're going to, he's, he's going to respect the kids more for telling the truth right out the gate rather than just pissing them off more by not telling the truth. Um, but it's, it sucks, man. It's not, uh, not ideal. That's for Mm -hmm. sure or anything it's the last thing that major league baseball needed to happen you know you hand the guy the keys to the kingdom and he pisses all over it from the second that the keys were in his hands his teammates said it best man he's gotta he's gotta grow up he's gotta mature he's gotta he's he's gotta show he cares show you want to be there that was a lot of the comments that i i saw sure and what was the other and, and we said it a minute uh just be accountable Yep. Yeah, it's like this uh, you know, these celebrities that you see that you know, they grow up with everything, they never want for anything and then they just go and piss it away and act like an asshole. It's kind of like what he's doing now. Yeah. You know. You were the guy. You were going to be the one, you know, supposed to bring baseball back into uh into the mainstream, you know, make it make it cool again and you were the swag. Been? You were the swag of baseball. Yeah. yeah. He was going to change the game, change the way the game was played and the way people look at the game. And now now it's going to be all, at least all these, he's going to paint a bad image for that style of player too. He's proving all the haters, right? He's yeah. proving all the people that said, this isn't how we do things. We've always done things a different way. And now, now look at him. Now they can point to him and say, see, we were right. That guy can't do it. That guy doesn't deserve it. 
and right Derek's, now he doesn't. And Derek's right. When you got guys like Juan Soto also on the Padres now, and he's got the flash, he's got the glove, he's got temperament, he's got everything. He's got the swag. Got the talent. Got the swag. Like, uh, and there's plenty of players out there that ha- that play with swag that do it the right way. Plenty of them out there. So it's it's a shot in the foot to Tatis, and it's a shot in the foot to the MLB. I feel bad for anything. I feel bad for the Padres organization and the Padres, his teammates. I mean, he. I don't know. It's just betrayal, man. Yep. All right, let's switch from stick ball to hand egg, specifically college hand egg. I'm just waiting. No, I'm waiting. (laughs) Well, I liked it. I'm waiting for what you're about to say. Well, there's stick ball, hand egg, and squeaky shoes. It's a little bit later. We're talking about squeaky shoes. That doesn't happen yet. Squeaky shoes. Squeaky shoes. like that. College football is almost here. Almost here. Um, And because our resident SEC expert's not here, we can all say it. Fuck the SEC. Um, Sorry, Chompy. But we do have... Maryland fan, an Ohio State fan, and a Michigan fan in the room. Our editor's a Nebraska fan, of course, Choppy, a Tennessee fan. But before we do that, Shooty Hoops is another good one for Squeaky Shoes. Squeaky Shoes, Shooty Hoops can be interchangeable. Shooty Hoops. Yeah, Shooty Hoops. But before we get into the actual football, talking about our teams and going over our predictions, and again, we'll do the same thing we did last year, where we will not give our own predictions for our own team the other two members of the podcast will give their prediction for your team. And then you get to defend your team. Just like we did last year. But first and foremost, the big 10 is reportedly leaving ESPN. ESPN starting in 2020 soon. 26. Something like that. I gotta get my dates, right? Um, 2023. Excuse me. After twenty after twenty twenty three, I was close. Did you say twenty twenty soon? Yes. You like that? <laughs> you like that? Well played. Um, but yes, the Big Ten is leaving their partnership with ESPN. So the Big Ten starting and if I'm seeing this correctly in twenty twenty four will not be shown on ESPN or ABC anymore, barring of course bowl games, championships, and crossover games, um, where the home team is a team that is covered by ESPN. Their big boy is, of course, Fox. And then the big, big, big news is the other half of that contract is going to be split between CBS and NBC. So the Big Ten, in theory, could have a primetime game on on Fox, NBC, and CBS at the same time. And that gives them a lot of power because those three channels are free. You can get them with an antenna. This is big for college football. But the other thing that's big is there's a team out there that's been rumored to go be going to the Big Ten, and they have an exclusivity deal with NBC. Now the Big Ten has a deal with NBC. So Notre Dame to the Big Ten seems inevitable at this point. Thoughts, you two. Notre Dame to the Big Ten. It's going to happen now. I like it. 
They can keep yeah. their NBC deal. I think it's uh, I think it's big. Uh, I think that's why the Big Ten did it, their deal, uh, just because that gets them the chance to get Notre Dame in there. I think that helps. Uh, and I think Notre Dame needs that. I think Notre Dame needs to be in a conference so that way they get a little more credit to their when they have their winning seasons and they get into the playoffs. They have something they can go off of. Uh, having them there, and then obviously USC too, that keeps their rivalry together too. So that helps as well. Um, I, I like it. I think uh, that'll help too. That's another rival for Michigan. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's the cool thing is, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, there, there's multiple rivalries in here. You know, Ohio State has the battle for Illy Buck. I think that's Illinois. Um, they have the, there, there's so many little trophies that they play for that I love about the Big Ten that a lot of people don't understand, which is cool, which I'm, I'm waiting. I don't think Maryland has one yet, one of those trophies, um, but I'm sure it's coming. The Rutgers Maryland is the I think it's the I the I ninety five something or other. So they're playing for the highway. So that I yeah, mean that's, that, that's, that's good they're too. working on. Uh, Maryland's all of Maryland's big rivalries like West Virginia they don't really play anymore. Um, Duke obviously they don't play anymore. UNC they don't they don't really play anymore because they left the ACC. They're building something with. Penn State, Penn State has obviously won more of those games than Maryland has by a landslide, but the the animosity is there. Basketball, I think, is where we're going to see more Maryland rivalries because they do have a long-term rivalry with, like, Indiana. Um, they do have a long-term with Michigan in terms of basketball with those two teams frequently clashing in the postseason in the past um, and with Michigan State. So basketball side, Maryland, I think, is a little bit more there. Football, they're still getting there. I guess I got sidetracked. Yeah, I, I just read that. Oh, that was good. Yes, that's good. Um, yeah, I think it's good too. There's a lot of rivalries going on in uh, college, well, in the Big Ten. I mean, there's college rivalries everywhere, but yeah. these guys, it's it's cool seeing the trophies. That's my that's my whole point. I like. I think it'll be good for Notre Dame to be in the, the Big Ten. <clears throat> Dire. I agree. No, I mean, you look at the teams that that Notre Dame has a lot of history with, and five of them are Big Ten teams. You know, you look at USC now, obviously Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and even Purdue to an extent. Um, those are all teams that, that now you're not going to have to worry about, you know, scheduling issues, things like that. Um, you know, Navy, that's fine. Um, I feel like that's one that can probably go by the wayside. Navy benefits a lot more from that than uh, than Notre Dame does. More of a uh, historical thing. So, um, I mean, it's, it just makes sense. With this deal, it's, it was really the last thing on the table, as far as I'm concerned, that was holding Notre Dame back from joining a conference with all this realignment happening was the NBC uh, deal and, and the money that they make from that. With with this being the case now, um, there's really no reason for them not to join the Big Ten. It just makes sense. Yeah, and I think the 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 thing as well is looking at not just the NBC side of it and the CBS side, it's paving the way for streaming as well. I think mm -hmm. you're going to get a lot of games like that Maryland 
uh, Maryland Illinois game at 12, 12 o'clock could very well be on Paramount Plus or Peacock uh, instead of being on NBC or CBS or CBS Sports Network. I think you're going to see a change there as well. We've already seen that with ESPN with a lot of the second tier and third tier games being on ESPN Plus in the past in the past year. And then Fox, of course, has Fox Sports Net and the Fox Sports Network, and they already have a whole slew of an app there as well. Supposedly, the other big bidder for the Big Ten who uh, did not end up going through with it, there were two, Apple and Amazon. They are looking to get into the, the college sports world. I think that there's a good shot that we see something like the like the Pac-12 or the or similar get a lifeline from Apple or Amazon. Because they're able to back a dump truck up. The numbers aren't quite there for them, but they're going to be second fiddle now to everybody. They're going to be second fiddle to ESPN's got the SEC unlocked. They're exclusive as of after 2023. NBC, CBS, and Fox, their baby's going to be the Big Ten. There's too many eyeballs there, and especially with USC and UCLA added now. So where does that leave the, 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 the redhead, the ACC? Where does that leave the... Pac-12, or does that leave the Big 12? Where do they go from there? That leaves them out in the cold. (laughs) I mean, Big 12, I think, is going to... Big 12, I think, will be okay. I think you see a lot of the Pac-10. God, it's got me all confused. Pac-10, I think, starts coming over that way. Yeah, I think there's going to be a... I think there's going to be a merger at some point. I, I I think there's going to be a merger at some point. And then, yeah, of course, the Big Ten also owns the Big Ten Network. So they have, you could now have a game on the Big Ten Network, Fox, uh, FS1, Fox, NBC, NBC Sports, CBS, and CBS Sports Network all at the same time, and they'll all be Big Ten games. Every single one of them. And that kind of visibility is nuts. Yeah, and you get the West Coast visibility now, too. You can have the big part about this, and here's the really big part about this. UCLA and USC can get good coverage on a major sport, on a major channel. They don't have to be Pac-12 after dark on ESPN. You can have USC versus UCLA in the rivalry game on Fox. Sure. Or on CBS or on NBC. Yep. Huge eyeballs there. Huge eyeball incentive there. You don't got to be shuttled to ESPN2 or ESPN News. You can be put mainstream now. You can be you can get eyeballs on your program. Which is going to be huge. I think also from a recruiting standpoint in person, it brings that top level competition into your house all the time, coast to coast. You know what I mean? You've got, it benefits everyone. USC's got Ohio State coming in all the time. They've got Notre Dame coming in all the time, Michigan coming in all the time. You know, those are all non-conference games in the past. Um, On the other hand, now Notre Dame's coming into Ohio State, uh, USC's coming into Ohio State. Those are big ticket recruiting games where you're gonna bring your best guys in and show what you can do against some of the biggest names in college football. That, that, that's 
one of the most valuable things that happened. As a recruit, you don't want to come in and watch them beat up on Indiana. You want to come in and get that atmosphere and see what it's really going to feel like when you're on that field with 110,000 people packed in on a, you know, a, a, under the lights or, you know, on a college football Saturday noon game and, and really get that feel for what it's like on campus. There's no better recruiting tool than that. I think also what's going to be interesting is all those Big Ten fans on the West Coast now, because there are a lot of Big Ten fans in California, yep. I can go see my team play in person now and not have to travel back ho back home. There's a lot of West Coast Big Ten fans. I can say, yes. for example, Arizona was big. I, I saw a lot of Ohio State fans there. I can say that. I've seen it. There's a lot of Michigan fans. There was a lot of Big Ten fans. And it's easier for them to get to California than it is for them to get Arizona. to Michigan. Yes. Oh, yeah. As a, as a Buckeye fan, you can go onto a website and find a bar that's going to be showing the Ohio State game in almost in probably every major city in the country. Well, also, I mean, let, let's, you know, our dislike of California aside, some of us, um, <laughs> would there, Derek, wouldn't you enjoy going to a Michigan USC game in the Rose Bowl? Yeah. In the oh, middle yeah. of November? I'd 100% go. Where it's 80, where it's eight, you know, it's nice 75, 80 degrees. You don't got to bundle see, up. The thing is, I, I go like, Dyer, you've gone to, a, did we go to Ohio State Michigan game together? Yeah. That was at Ohio State, right? Yep. Yeah, it was cold as shit. It, it, that, that oh, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but it's like, I'm not saying yeah. in that aspect, but think of it like a, hey, I can break, take my family to California for a weekend. I can use it as a getaway. I can escape the winter if I want for a weekend and go enjoy sunny, sunny California for a little bit and have watch, watch some good football, see the sights, do that kind of thing. And the flip side for the USC UCLA fans, I think that a lot of them will use it as an excuse to go visit places they haven't visited before. They might go to a Rutgers game, not because it's Rutgers, but because it's near New York city. You yeah. might go to a Maryland game because you haven't been to D.C. Well, it's just like in hockey, all the Canadian teams, when they come down south, they all come down to that. Yeah. Because uh, it's cheaper. We're going to move on quickly here because we may lose. We may lose Derek. Yeah, due to the thunderstorm. It's, it is, it's, a, it's a lightning show <laughs> right up there. <laughs> right out my window. So like getting we, the rain. It's, that's the weird thing. It's not like... As far as what I can see, it's not raining, but I know it's windy, but I can't really tell. All right, so, carry on, sorry. Yep. We're going to move, we are going to move on to our talk a little bit about our individual teams. Derek, you're not allowed to say what your record is. Dyer and I will determine what your record will be for your Michigan Wolverines. Uh, we'll look at the schedule. Michigan, of course, made some big, has made some good improvements across the board. You have a second year quarterback, if I believe correctly now. Yes. Yes. So he has a little more experience. Uh, the team's more seasoned. They had coming off a win against Ohio State last year. Uh, big, big, big for them. And their schedule is pretty cushy uh, in the first half. Uh, I won't say easy, but I will say cushy in the first half for them. The second half is also a little cushy. Their games are pretty well sport. Michigan has a pretty good schedule in terms of the tough it plays games in being their favor. Yes, the tough games favorite. being spread out is very, very good. Now, of course, you can't get caught looking ahead. 
that does happen. Look ahead to the easy games and uh, look ahead to the hard games and trip up to a tough team that you should have beaten. But let's go across the schedule and then Dyer and I will take a look and we'll give you what our prediction will be. And then you, of course, can defend it and see what you think. So Michigan State starts at home against Colorado State. Then they get at home against Hawaii. Hold on. Warriors coming to Hold town. on. Let's, I got to correct you right away. This is actually Michigan, not Michigan State. Not Michigan State. State. See, I almost got you. University of Michigan. Shut your mouth, yeah. Dyer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can't get into college, you go to state. Well, yeah, anyway. Same thing with uh, Ohio. Yeah. Um, the Ohio University, as opposed to the Ohio State University. Actually, way more difficult to get into Ohio State than it is OU, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Anyway. <laughs> so, University of Michigan opens up against Colorado State. Then they get Hawaii at home as well. And Connecticut. You just you got an SEC schedule going on here, Derek. I don't know what the fuck this is. Uh, I'm they, not, I'm with they, you. You guys gonna play fucking Furman too? Jesus. No, they we then, don't get them. Unfortunately, we got Rutgers. Their first, uh, <laughs> their first competent offensive team will be Maryland. Although Maryland's defense is not competent, so don't worry about that. Um, then they go to Iowa. So their first four weeks are at home. They then go to Iowa. Tough game, followed by a game at Indiana. They then get Penn State at home, Michigan State at home. They then travel to Rutgers, go back home and host Nebraska. They get Illinois at home. And then, of course, the game, Michigan versus Ohio State at Ohio State. Derek, I want this schedule for my team all the time. Uh, This is a no-excuse schedule. There's nothing. There's no excuses on this schedule. This is a very Michigan-friendly schedule. I think there's a very good chance that they go into the Penn State game 6-0 and or 5-1. and uh, I think there's a very good chance they go into the Ohio State game with one, maybe two losses tops. Tops. Um, Dyer, set your fandom aside for a minute. What are you seeing here? Um... Look, I mean that non-conference schedule. There's, there's not really a whole lot of danger there, if any. Playing high school teams. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit. Good warm-up games, though. No losses there. Um, I don't know. I could see them. It's potentially could be undefeated matchup again between Ohio State and Michigan. There's a, a very real possibility of that happening, and I hope it does, because it'll be that much more fun when um, the inevitable happens. So, yeah, I, I, I really don't see a loss there until, uh, until the final game. The one game that scares me a little bit for Michigan is at Iowa. That's always a very tough place to play. Iowa is extremely tough at home. That game, if that game's at night, that'll make it even more interesting. That's really the only kind of scary game. I mean, Indiana can be a little weird with teams, so I think Michigan should handle them. Penn State will be a tough opponent. They get them at home. Michigan State, much better coached now than they have been in the past few years. Had a really good season last year. That could be a tough matchup, rivalry game. You never really know, but it's at home for Michigan. Like, you get Penn State at home. Michigan State at home. Nebraska at home. So yeah, their tough, their toughest, their toughest tests, save for Iowa, are are at home. So I mean, the in Ohio State, yeah, it, it stacks up in their favor. 
really yeah, does. prior to the Ohio State game, I mean. I'm going... Oof. I'm going... 11-1. and one. I agree. I don't know we if that all, loss comes against Ohio State or against Iowa, but I think they drop one. I think it's Ohio State. I think Ohio State bounces back this year. Defense struggled a little bit at times. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen uh, this season. Yeah, it's quite I, I, I see one loss, maybe. And I think it's either Iowa or Ohio State. It's one of the two. I think they have a trouble game against Michigan State, but they probably they win it. I don't think they're gonna have they have no issue with Rutgers, have no issue with Illinois. They should have no issue with Indiana. They should have no issue with Maryland, but Maryland's offense is weirdly good, so it could be a shootout game or it could be a blowout. It's one or the other with them. I can see I, that being one of those games that's close at halftime, you know, yeah. within a few points. And then Nebraska- Michigan Pulls Nebraska, away toward, you know, in the yeah, second half. Just wears him down. Nebraska. There's too many question marks with Nebraska for me. But they do play Michigan towards the end of the season. But I still think Michigan handles that. So I'm going 11-1 and one with a loss to either Ohio State or Iowa. Yeah, Derek, I tend to agree with that. Eric, your defense? He's ready. Yeah, I am. He's uh, ready. I've got... I'm I'm going to go 11 and 0 before I get to the 12th game. The only game there's two games that scare me. And the reason for one of them is the defense. I'm a little curious about it. Hawaii. Really? Just because they are spread offense or uh yeah, spread offense. They they are just going to be passing. If our defensive core our cornerbacks safeties all that are not prepared for this we will get exposed big time now our offense will put up the numbers it'll be a shootout that's where i see it i could see that but again i could be wrong the other one yes iowa at iowa it has been fits every time we've gone there the only thing is we did expose them big time in the big 10 championship yes a neutral site though Correct. But going into it, though, they're going to want that revenge. We have to be prepared. Now, Dyer, you're going to remember this. It worked out in your favor as well. It was one and two, Ohio State, Michigan. Pretty sure Michigan was one, Ohio State was two. They lost, Michigan lost on a tackle at the five-yard line that was going to win the game. Do you remember that? Oh, at Ohio absolutely. State. That game was a shootout, man. It was, uh, was it like 45 to 43 or something like that? Correct. And the, the, it came down to literally the last drive, the last play. His clock expired after that because he got tackled, game over. So for me, I liked what you said, and I'm going to keep this as real, and I'm not going to get fired up. I'm going to stay as nice about this as possible. I think we will see that re- reenactment of one and two um, I think Ohio State's higher ranked, aren't they? Yes. To start the preseason? Correct. Yeah, Ohio State's top five. So, yeah, Michigan's six. So, I think we see that again. I see Ohio State one, Michigan two, 
And that's where I come back and say that we get the hot streak of two wins over Ohio State in two years. And Mr. Coach Gay, I mean, Day, uh, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally uh, can't beat Harbaugh. And it becomes it becomes think, a twelve and zero season. I think eleven and one is the right. I think that's right. I like I the eleven and one. I do. I really do. And if it did come down to eleven and one, it wouldn't be Ohio State. I think I am a hundred percent confident that this year they do win again. They, like I said before, they win at Ohio State, proving that it wasn't a fluke of last year. Come back home, win again, and then the following year back at Ohio State, that's when they lose. But we're not that far. I'm not trying to look ahead, sticking to what we were talking about. I do. I, I, I really, in my mind, and that's just me being biased, I do see a 12 and 0. I mean, but they, again, it could be it's a possible. Loss. Like the schedule, it's a good schedule for undefeated. It's, it's a, a very, very good schedule very for undefeated. Schedule. I'm, yeah. I'm not afraid to admit it. We don't have a Wisconsin in there. I think that's big. Um, I mean, I, I just feel that this works out in their favor big time. And this could this also is, easily this is gonna help Harbaugh stay. Yeah. If he doesn't win in this schedule, he's done. He's in yeah. the hot seat for sure. Because you could easily have Penn State at home, Michigan State at home on the schedule as well. Even Correct. Nebraska. Going to Nebraska, that's not fun. But it's home. Correct. You get Nebraska at home. Uh speaking of Nebraska, let's do Nebraska. We'll take a break. Let's do Nebraska before we do Maryland and Ohio State. Um, this will not be a Nebraska bashing gnome, so don't worry. Nebraska has an interesting, uh, interesting schedule, and they also have an interesting team returning. Let's go over the schedule first. Uh, the first game is versus Northwestern, but it's in Ireland. Weird. It is weird. That's a weird one. Uh, it's then they get home against North Dakota. Home against sorry. Jordan. By the way, I just want to throw this up. Michigan is actually number eight. I was wrong. Sorry. Uh, so then Nebraska gets home against Georgia Southern. They then get Oklahoma at home as well. Indiana at home. They then travel to Rutgers, to Purdue, Illinois at home. They get Minnesota at home. They then travel to Michigan. Then they get Wisconsin at home, and they end the season at Iowa. This, I think... Could be a Nebraska rebound year with the way this schedule works out. That said, they only have six returners on defense of players who played every game last year. There are only six full-time players returning for that Nebraska defense. That's, that's going to be a problem. They were okay at defense last year. They weren't bad. They were middle of the pack for the Big Ten. Good. So that is going to be a very key thing to watch here. They are pretty good against the pass, but their run defense was not very good last year. We'll see with only six starters returning if that makes a big deal of the defense or not. Uh, offensively, the... Offensively, Nebraska's in a lot better shape than they have been in the past few years. Last year was a really good start for them in terms of they kept a lot of games close on offense. They're getting a lot better there. Martinez is gone. 
Um, it looks like the Texas transfer is most likely going to be a signal caller. Uh, Casey Thompson is most likely going to get the start. That may change, however. They have a brand new offensive line coach coming in. They have a bunch of pieces who are returning. They they are they will have a new center, however. Uh, their receiver, their leading receiver is back. So that's good as well. So their offense is in a lot better shape than their defense. Um, their tight ends are going to be a little bit of an issue. They don't have a ton of tight ends there. And their most experienced running back last year only averaged 4.4 yards. So all that being said, I think Nebraska is better this year. I think not having Martinez is going to be a good thing for them. I think the schedule, while weird, is doable. Ah, I'm going, ooh, this is tough. Oklahoma at home will tell us what kind of team Nebraska is, for sure. I think they lose at Michigan, I think they lose at Iowa. I think Wisconsin beats them at home. And I think they lose a stupid game in there somewhere. They lose a stupid game to Indiana, Purdue, Purdue Minnesota. Yeah, just a stupid game where we know Tyler's going to be in our group chat going, are you fucking kidding me? It'll be, one of, <laughs> it'll be one of those games. It'll be a, it'll be an interception. It'll be something stupid. Something stupid. I say they're going bowling. I see them at the seven win mark, maybe flirting with, maybe flirting with eight. But I think that they could get between Northwestern, weird game, toss-up game, North Dakota, W, Georgia Southern, W, Indiana should be a W, Rutgers should be a W, uh, Illinois should be a W, Minnesota should be a W. And if you steal one from Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, 7-8, I think 8's the ceiling. I think 8-4 and four is the ceiling. Yeah, I see. I see six games that I that are sure things. As far well, as a win as goes, sure everything you can get with Nebraska, right? <laughs> I don't think they lose to North Dakota and Georgia Southern. I don't no. think. I think we can. We can. Uh, we can all bet on that. Uh, Indiana is still Indiana. I don't think that they're they're going to drop that one, especially at home. Um, I don't think Rutgers is going to be dangerous. Uh, I don't think that game is even on the road. No, not yet. Yeah. Illinois, same thing. Um, Minnesota at home, and Minnesota's not really been anything to write they're, home about recently. They're, their boat's been sinking for a while. There ain't no rowing over there. Yeah. Um, you know, those are the sure things. Uh, Northwestern... Uh, I feel like that's a great game to have open up their season because that's that's a good litmus test to see who both teams are really. Um, it's in Ireland. So, that's the weird. That's the wild card. That is strange. Yeah. That and man, that travels tough too. And there's going to be fanfare. There's going to be stuff that that uh, that team's going to be doing. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to play a game and come home. There's going to be media there's going to be interaction there's going to be other stuff that they're going to have to do out there exactly both teams not just nebraska both teams so that one will be interesting uh like like you mentioned purdue purdue's that pesky team who 
you feel like is never any good, but they always end up knocking somebody off. Uh, and to have to take that one on the road, that's got that's got red flags all over it. Um, so I struggle with with saying that's a guarantee for Nebraska. And the last three games of the season, talk about a murderer's row. Mm-hmm. Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa. And you're at Michigan and at Iowa. You get Wisconsin at home. So in between, yeah. Give you a little extra on that one. And Wisconsin again is is a good team, but they're not the Wisconsin that, you know, is that that double digit win team as they had been in the past. Uh or at least not guaranteed. Uh, so, you know, I think probably realistically a seven-win team. I could see it going six if they take a shift, yeah. but I don't think that's going to be the case. I see seven wins here. It could go to eight, could go to six. I don't think it's any less than six. I don't think it's any more than eight. I Yeah, I think the only way it goes to five is if they fuck around and they lose to, if they lose to Oklahoma, Nebraska, if Nebraska can't lose to Nebraska. I mean, they could in a bye week. You never know. Um if they lose to Oklahoma, if they drop all the Oklahoma, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa games, that's four right there. Mm-hmm. The question is, is, do I see a world where they lose another three? I think Northwestern is a game they could lose, a, a ge- they could lose that game. And then to find two other losses, Purdue, and then... And then who? Maybe Minnesota. Maybe. Maybe. I I would I would say Minnesota with a little bit more confidence if it was at Minnesota. Yeah. But getting Fair. that one at home, I feel like that was pretty safe. Uh, I'll make mine quick. I got him at seven with you. I was everything you guys said was pretty spot on. I definitely agree with uh, all of that big time. So I, I, I'm I'm right there with seven. We'll do Maryland, and then we'll end with Ohio State, so Derek can. Yeah, we got it. We we really do gotta. <laughs> I'm not trying to be that guy, but we do have to hurry because it is, bro. It's a laser show outside. So we'll do Maryland really quick, and we'll do Ohio State really quick. Uh, Maryland gets at home Buffalo, they then travel to Charlotte for a weird one, and then SMU at home, they then travel to Michigan, get Michigan State at home, get Purdue at home, travel to Indiana, get Northwestern at home. Travel to Wisconsin, travel to Penn State. They then get Ohio State at home and then end the season with Rutgers at home. I'm just going to take a shot at tequila now before we talk about the schedule. <laughs> go ahead, whichever one you wants to go first. <laughs> um, I think this is a, a relatively favorable schedule at the beginning. Well, not relatively at the beginning, definitely at the beginning. It's um, tough at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo, uh, Buffalo and Charlotte are Buffalo, Charlotte, SMU. I think is a three and zero start. Um, crashing back down to earth against uh, against Michigan at Michigan. That one could be uh, a struggle again, like we talked about. Could be close at halftime, but Michigan pulls away in the second half um, for a comfortable win. You get Michigan State at home. Who's Michigan State going to be? Um, that's going to be interesting to see. Um, Maryland's given them fits just to throw that yeah. out there. Maryland yeah, has for, well, made Michigan State 
get some fits. And Michigan State's not they're so up and down as a program. It's it's like they're like a, a middle tier MLB team, you know. They stink for a few years and then they threaten for a championship, but never quite can turn that corner and then they stink for a few years after. So For the Guardians? Basically, yeah. <laughs> That's where I was drawing that inspiration from. Um so I think Maryland probably wins that one. Uh they get Purdue at home. Uh, I think they probably win that one as well. Uh, Indiana's a win. Northwestern could be one where you get snake bit, although it's a, a home game as well. You go to Wisconsin. Um, that could be a tough one. That's n- a very difficult uh, place to play. I, I might give that one to Wisconsin. You got Penn State at Penn State. Two tough road games in a row. My God two of the hardest places to play in the conference and uh, and you got them back to back that could be two wins or two losses in a row and then you got Ohio State at home but it's it's Ohio State mm. um, although the last time they played Ohio State at home Dyer what happened it was uh <laughs> it was a bit of a nail biter yeah but uh but again then, I I then Rutgers I don't see that as a a, a game they're going to win. Rutgers, you finish with a a, a victory there. So um, I didn't tally those wins, but let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, Probably similarly to, I'll give you eight. I'll give you Northwestern too. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with an eight-win team there. I would go with the same thing. I think uh, they have a chance to make some some issues, some statements uh, on some of these games. Uh, I do get a little worried about Purdue. Purdue is a sneaky team at times. Um, Indiana at home is a tough one too, yep. I feel like. So we can't sleep on that. And obviously going to Wisconsin, I agree with Dyer. That's a tough place to win. Maryland at, at Penn State too, probably going to be a whiteout. I think that's another tough one too. Very tough one. Uh, I had them uh, before Dyer said anything. I did say seven to myself, but I also feel they're the better team when it comes to them in Nebraska. So I feel at least right now, right now on paper, I would take Maryland over Nebraska. So I give Maryland the benefit of the doubt with eight wins this year, gets them into a bowl game. Um, that's a huge, yeah, I, I, I think that's the big thing. If their defense is good, their offense is there. They have two of the top receivers in the league. If Ohio State didn't exist last year, Rakeem Jarrett would have been the best receiver in the Big Ten, just based off numbers alone. Yeah. Um, they have two receivers of that caliber. You have you have little Tua, who's come into his own. If their defense is good this year, if their defense is average this year, average, which it hasn't been, it's been below average. If their defense is average, I could see seven, eight wins here. If their defense sucks, I could see five wins here. I think this is one of those seasons for Maryland where if everything's clicking, the ceiling's nine. I think you could steal a game from Penn State, maybe. Maybe Wisconsin, depending on how those teams play out, you might be able to steal a game. I think that's the absolute ceiling, though, is nine. I think seven to eight is the right, is where they should be after this year. I think eight would be seen as a very, 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 very good season for them. And they could get to eight while still losing to Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Michigan. You just got the worst road games possible. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. 
I agree with that. Let's do the last one so Derek can get out of here. This is the let one me, you've been waiting for, though. Let me go, go ahead and take over. Real quick. I will go oh, over the schedule. I'll take it for you. All right. You've and I'm going to be... I'm No, because I'm actually going to be real about this. I'm not going to be the typical Michigan fan, everything. Obviously, they open up. They got Notre Dame at home, Arkansas State at home, Toledo at home, Wisconsin at home, Rutgers at home. So your first five games, all home. That's a that's a solid little start too. I feel for them. I think there's some a good statement game. In the first one is number five and number two. So I think that's huge. Um, and then you go to Michigan State. Kind of gives Ohio State some fits uh, here and there. But again, we don't know which Michigan State team is there. Then you go back home against Iowa. Iowa doesn't really give any fits to Ohio State. It's usually cakewalk for them. So I, I'm not too concerned with that game. Penn State at Penn State. Now that could be interesting, but that also depends on. That'll be a whiteout. That'll be a whiteout. It's definitely going to be a whiteout for sure. Night game. That's going to be a night game on TV. Then they play at Northwestern. This is like playing against, for me and Dyer, this is like playing against Newark High School with them. This isn't, <laughs> it's not even right. Indiana at home. Now, this is what's crazy about this. Indiana always, always gives Ohio State fits at home. It's unbelievable. So that, that game to me is a scary, scary game for them. Uh, then you go to Maryland. I don't know too much about how they've matched up against Maryland. Just by listening to what you guys said, it's an interesting game for sure it's been, like then, a, it's been three blowouts and then one game where maryland should have won at home i okay there like, you so that tells you it's 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 an interesting could be a turn of events there that's a good the thing that's crazy about that though is as a michigan fan leading up to that game you wish it was somebody like indiana first because it's somebody who's going to definitely put the taxation on them now we the hope thing, that though. maryland does Maryland's offense is capable of doing that to Ohio State. Correct. Maryland's offense, the way that they play, with with Talia being very mobile, two very good receivers out there. Now Ohio State is very has great team, no doubt. Yes. Like we all know this. I don't think Maryland wins that game, but I they think could, that they, they could score way more than people think they will at home. They could shock them by Ohio State showing up, which all teams in football in general, this isn't a direct shot at Ohio State. All teams can show up with the expectations of winning, thinking they got it and everything, and they get that sneak attack. Well, you got Michigan coming up too. You it's have true. Michigan the next week, and Michigan's yeah. in the same boat where it's like you're going to Maryland. Now, yeah, you go in with the expectation of winning at Maryland, but you know Maryland's offense is potent. Right. They know, oh. we know, they put up fucking, what, 72 on Virginia Tech? Like they're, they can score. And you know that you're going to be on a game. You also know you got Michigan the next the next week. Maryland plays Rutgers the next week. That is Maryland's Super Bowl game. Yep. Yeah. That is the game that they're going to get up for. Yeah. Ohio State should handle business, but... You never know. Those are the games that those teams want it worse or want it more than the other team does. But going forward, looking at this, I made the comment beforehand I was going to be honest about this and, and give you a true feedback to it. Um, I see them running through. I, I, I always talk about Notre Dame being overrated. That's an easy win. Arkansas State, easy win. Toledo, 
Toledo can give them fits. They've done it before in the first half, but then they just lose their shit, and Ohio State just runs away with it. So another easy win. Wisconsin, that could be a good test right out the gate. I still got them winning. Rutgers win. Michigan State, that's another win. I see them just going in and just mopping the floor with them. Iowa, another win. Penn State, a close one. They win. Northwestern, close one. As weird as that is, but they win. Are we talking uh, close, like real close? We're talking close, like Ohio State close. Uh, like close is in. I'm gonna say two touchdown close. So Ohio State close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Indiana. This one is gonna come down to a field goal. I can Ooh. see that. I can see that, and unfortunately, Indiana will win. Just kidding. <laughs> Ohio, State, Ohio State wins that game. It's gonna, it is gonna be a shootout though. It's gonna be an interesting game. It's gonna kind of come down to the last possession. I feel Maryland. Sorry, Terps, you're in here for this one, but it's gonna be a beatdown. That's why I'm worried about how they That's get into this. Too honestly, I, I feel like Ohio State's a very good team, and again, they're gonna come into this last game undefeated. I see them being number one in the country and I see Michigan as long as what I said was right and they stay undefeated it will be a one and two or a one and three battle uh at the uh the, the horseshoe playoff for the yes for the college football playoff because they know we, we know damn well they will not treat either one of those teams like they're Alabama where they could lose that game and still get into the college playoff right. it's just bullshit now I... this is where Dyer will definitely go against it, and I understand, but I feel Michigan gets the two, the, the win streak of two games, and they beat them. It will be, I feel, a high-scoring game. Uh, actually, I won't say too high. I'm going to say it could be something crazy like a 34-31. It's still high-scoring, but I don't see it being like crazy like a 45 or a, you know higher than that. But I see... Uh, I see Michigan winning it at Ohio State, uh, and Harbaugh gets extended. I see at most two losses on the schedule. At most. It, wow. It, it, I'm talking like the floor falls out kind of at most. Yeah. Like if, if Ohio State stumbles, the weird ones for me are... We don't really know who Penn State is. We we just don't know who they are this year. Michigan is obviously one. We don't really know. And I'm going to go against you with Notre Dame right out the gates. We've seen Ohio State in the past struggle with week one ranked opponents. That's We've true. seen that happen. Week yeah. one. And then yeah. they go back and they win out the rest of the way. Yeah. Um. I could see them losing too. I could see them losing to Notre Dame and losing to losing to Michigan. I could also see them going undefeated and winning out. I could see that too. I kind of agree with you with the Indiana game, but I have a little bit of a different take on it. I think it's a close game, but it's never really in doubt for Ohio State, if that makes sense. Like yeah. Indiana, like it might come down to a field goal, but I think it comes down to a field goal because Ohio State's up by 10. Yeah. I, like, it could be one of those games where Dyer comes in here the next day and goes, man, that was a game against Indiana, but I never really felt like we were going to lose it. 
I could see that. Like one of those games. I'm going 11 and one with a loss to either Michigan or Notre Dame. I don't know which one. I don't know which one. Dyer, your defense. I mean, look, those are all valid points. Um, again, that's a great point that you bring up, Terps, about the early season ranked opponent struggles. Um, you know, shades of Texas and USC, Virginia Tech, um, Virginia Tech. You know, those are those are are definitely games that um, that stand out in the minds Oklahoma. of Buckeye fans everywhere for sure. So, I think that's a, a valid point. I don't think Notre Dame is on the level of some of those teams, uh, even though their ranking says otherwise. Um, I don't think that it's going to be as big of an issue. Uh, offensively, I think Ohio State can score with any team in the country. The X factor is going to be the defense and how many stops they can get. Um, they've got some key players on defense that are going to be big time players, but you know, there's there's been holes in the secondary. Um, intermittently over the last couple of years there have been holes uh you know they've struggled with stopping the run uh you know in recent years so the defense needs to tighten up uh the offense is going to score um and that's going to keep them i think in the undefeated to one win category um trap game i think is penn state at penn state more than likely at night is always a tough game for Ohio State. Who do the refs always, pick? always, always seem to struggle on the road at night at Penn State? They got no bailed out. Who Penn State is. They got bailed out. What was it? Two seasons ago, three seasons ago, by the refs at Happy Valley. Yeah. Like yeah. bailed, bailed out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even deny that one, Dyer. No, I agree. Um, so that that one I could see being a a game where they could get snake bit. Um. They get Iowa at home, which is helpful. At Michigan State, I would say historically Michigan State has uh, has given Ohio State trouble, but I, I don't think this is the year that there's going to be any issues with that, with who Michigan State is. Um, Indiana, I don't think that one's going to be an issue. Um, Maryland, a good offense against a uh, – of what's been a very average to below average defense in the past, um, as Ohio State has been recently, they've struggled. Uh, so you know Maryland could put up some points, but I still think Ohio State is probably good enough to win that game by two scores. I think probably two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that brings us to Michigan. Uh, again, high scoring game. I think um, Ohio State's going to put up points offensively they've got a lot more maturity than they did last year in this game um all the same guys coming back you know um freshman quarterback last year lights got a little bit too bright i think in that game uh at times and the defense could not figure out how to stop the run that won't happen again they won't let it happen again especially at home um i'm not saying that it's a a surefire win um but I am saying that Michigan's not going to dominate in the second half like they did last year. Um, Toss-up game on that one. I like Ohio State, of course, but um, I'm not so naive to, to say that they're going to blow the doors off of Michigan. 
I'll be shit talking that I'm sure in the week leading up to it, just because, you know, it's emotional. It's fun to say those things, but um, I don't believe that to be the case necessarily. Uh, I, I see this as a, I don't see, I, I think it's a failure if it's a two win season or a two loss season. Um, one win is definitely possible for sure. That's a very real possibility. Did I say win? One loss? I was like, you guys are a little bit better than one win. I can give you that. Yeah, slow down there, Appalachian State. <laughs> um, I could see one loss happening for sure. And it's a very, uh, very realistic possibility that uh, that it's coming into that final week uh, undefeated. Um, I believe that's probably going to be the case. So I think, I think one loss or undefeated is what we're looking at here. One final question for both of you. The question is the same for both of you, but opposite teams. What's more dangerous for you guys to face in that final game, a one-loss team or an undefeated team? Undefeated. Undefeated. Yeah. I think I'm almost well, going with a one-loss. I'd be, uh, I think a one-loss team going into that game that that's i don't know i think it depends without losses nope undefeated because it's more of who's going to be the undefeated team there's a lot more on the line there's a lot a lot more built up you you not only win that you'll technically win the big 10 and you have like you're gonna play who you you know you couldn't beat you couldn't get beat like that's how you look at it like we were good but we were even better than Ohio State. If we have one loss and Ohio State has none, they're undefeated, and now we beat them, cool, we're tied. It's still like, yeah, we beat you, but we still have the same record. It's better to have the undefeated and be able to talk to shit and say, we were actually undefeated. We took the L from you, or we took the W from you and put the L on you. Yeah, especially if you can say, you know, Ohio State beats Notre Dame and Notre Dame is still in the mix at the end of the year. That's uh, a bit of a, an out that Ohio State fans can have. If Michigan happens to pull out the victory against Ohio State, we can say, well, you know, we played a, a much stronger schedule. Um, I think Ohio than, State's more likely to get into the playoffs if they lose to Michigan than Michigan is if they lose to Ohio State. 100%. Yeah. Especially if they've got that Notre Dame win on yeah. the resume. <sighs> Strength of schedule. I, it's going to be a fun season. Is the SEC curse broken? Does a Big Ten team win the national championship? Yes. I think Ohio State can do it. I don't know if I have. Michigan I think, got a taste of it. There, there's no way they're not fueled to get back there. I'm and not do saying that they're again. not fueled. I'm curious. I'm, I have more questions about Michigan than I do about Ohio State. Right now. I get that. Is what I'm I think that's at. fair. Yeah, that is what I'm getting at. Now, that could switch. I think they're both capable of going all the way. I just think that... I think Michigan's got more questions around them. You're right, Harbaugh being on the hot seat is going to be big, because if they don't make it, I don't know. they don't win the championship this year. Hmm. Well, it's, not, it's hard. It's hard not to have those questions too, considering how the season ended last year for Michigan. You know, you get to the dance, you finally do it, and then you get your doors blown off. And it's the same questions that people asked about Ohio State when they got murdered by Clemson. 
uh, not so many years ago. Um, in the in the first round of the playoff, what was it but, like forty five to nothing or something like that? Remember, Complete Ohio, embarrassment. Ohio State also had the other flip side of that when they lost Virginia Tech and then got in. We were like, should they really be getting in with that loss? And then they blew the barn doors off everybody in the playoffs. Sure. Yeah, that's college football. Yep. Yep. Uh, we will ask Choppy about Tennessee when he is with us. Um, editor Gnome, make your make your takes known either to us or on the podcast. Either one. Curious yeah, to you, see what, what you think of our takes on Nebraska specifically. I don't think we were too mean to them. I don't think, I think so. We were fair. I think we were fair. Very fair with everybody. Um, Nebraska's going to be a good team to watch this year. Like I said, they could be they could be like Maryland. They could be a five-win team out of some stupidity, or they could be an eight-win team. It's, it's one Injuries. or the other. Yes, Injuries are a huge factor there. They're also not as experienced in terms of their line, so I'm curious to see what Scott Frost does there. I think he's more on the hot seat than Harbaugh is, though, in the next few years. That'll do it for us, though. It's been a good episode. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. It'll, it'll be fun to be back next week. We'll have some more stuff to talk about as the college as the college football season goes near. We also have to talk the NFL next week, I think. And we have to decide if we're doing our league again, Eric. Yes, I'll okay. definitely be setting that up. So we'll be getting that information out through the podcast uh, to get people back in again. And on top of that, anything else I can think of? No, I don't think so. Playoff baseball will be coming will be in the home stretch in the next few weeks. So we'll obviously be talking about that. But thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. Be sure to give us a rating on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, wherever you happen to listen to us. We'll be back next week for Derek, Dyer, myself, and Choppy. We'll see you all then. Hey, bye. Peace.